is Free Talk Live. You are welcome to join us here if you want. You can take control of the airwaves, bring up anything that's on your mind. It is the live Sunday edition of the program. Coming up, the black market still a powerhouse when it comes to sales of marijuana in places where it's legal now, like California and Massachusetts. We can get into that. Something that we teased last night and never had a chance to uh, to get to it with you in the studio tonight, by the way. It's Ian. Richard Rich. And Mark. All right. Of course, you can bring up anything that you want, but we're actually starting with a special guest here tonight. It is uh, somebody we've had on the show in the past. I think it's been a few years, maybe maybe several years. I think it was the Porcupine <laughs> The Porcupine Freedom Festival was where we had Lenore Skenazy, uh here on Free Talk Live. Welcome back, Lenore. Hey, thanks. I still cherish those memories. I, I took a picture of the ice cream truck that was there, and it took payment in, oh, my God, it was like um, dollars, checks, Canadian money, pot, and Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, not not my normal place to talk. So usually I'm talking to like a bunch of teachers. <laughs> so it's really cool. So I I hear that we might be seeing you again this summertime at the uh, Freedom Fest out in Vegas. I hope so. I'm planning to be there, and uh, it's just the the theme this year is the Wild West or the West, and so. I thought, my God, that's pretty easy to talk about because when you think about anybody going west, you know, they probably weren't in the back of the SUV being driven, you know, out west to discover the Sierras uh, while they were playing a game and, you know, had their pot in and were being given an organic snack by their mom. And, uh, you know, it's just a little bit of a a different feel to um, the country back then. So yeah, I'm going to be wearing my uh, Woody outfit. Uh, I got a little cowboy hat, oh, yeah? and I've got uh, a little oh. yellow shirt. Uh, you know, dressed up like Woody from uh, Toy Story. There's going to be a fourth one, you know. Fourth what? Fourth Toy Story. Oh, story. good. Yeah. The third one was so great. How, yeah. I mean, wow. Okay, the one that's was like one good. thing that keeps getting better with their extra franchises. The only one I've seen is the first one. Oh, you I'm surprised missing. you've got a kid. He's seen the others. I haven't. Oh, you haven't seen. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. So, uh, you might actually like him. Yeah. So, I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> so, of course, you, uh, you know, back in the day, were known for the uh, Free Range Kids blog, and you became the world's mm-hmm. worst mother, according to some media organization <laughs> or another. Yeah, yeah. everyone. How dare you? <laughs> After uh, allowing your. According to Google. Your, yeah. I think at the time, was he 10 years old or something like that? Uh, your he son? Was nine, nine. You know, double digits. And it's just not cute. No, he was nine years old. I let my nine-year-old ride the subway by himself, wrote a column about it. And two days later, I was on the Today Show, MSNBC, Fox News, and NPR, <laughs> showing that it's not a really a partisan issue. Had you ever um, done television appearances myself. prior to that? Had, did you have any experience, you know, being like in the media prior to that, that blow up? You know, once in a while, I would have done a, you know, something that somebody was interested in. I probably had like a minute or two on mm-hmm. some, I, I don't remember, but I'm sure there was something <laughs> that I must have talked about at some point that was interesting in my long and storied career. But this was like nothing I had experienced now. When did you, when did you launch the Free Range Kids blog after or before the incident with? Uh... No, no, it was right afterwards. It was like, mm-hmm. so, all right, write the column two days later on all those shows. That was a Thursday. And then over the weekend, uh, you know, I was sort of shaking. <laughs> you know, like suddenly everybody is talking about this 
parenting decision, and a lot of people are thinking that I am horrible. And so I wanted to start a blog that said, I, you, know, "You guys don't know me. I totally believe in safety. I'm like a I'm like a worrier. I believe in you know helmets and seat belts and car seats and." When that nine-year-old turned 10 and it was his birthday party, the present I gave everybody, you know, in the goodie bag was not candy or a toy. It was a mouth guard. I mean, it was you, a what? you come mouth up guard. with somebody with oh. less fun than me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, so I started the blog that weekend, that very weekend. Wow. And I called it Free Range Kids because my cousin husband came up with the name, how about cage-free kids? And I liked it, but yeah. it sounded a little creepy. Right. So I just tweaked it and that was it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's a great name for a blog, but you are doing a different one now called Let Grow. Free Range Kids is still oh, yeah. there. Are you still posting on that as well? Or like, what's your. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is complicated for legal reasons. You guys are libertarians. You know how these things go. Um, there's no. a lot of regulations about. Now, Let Grow is the nonprofit that grew out of Free Range Kids, and ah. you can't use a name that somebody might, God willing, make a profit on while, while still doing Let Grow. So it's just. For reasons of um, like trademark law, et cetera, it has a different name, but it actually is a cool name. I just got a, a, an email today from somebody who's been reading Let Grow and talking about it, and he said something that we've heard from a couple other parents, which is that today when he was asking his kid to, I don't know, do something or to stay inside, the kid said, Dad, Let Grow. Which is <laughs> what we hope will become a rallying cry for the kids, you know, because it's hard to tell somebody to let go. And in fact, I'd originally thought we should call it let go and let grow, but mm-hmm. the people who are afraid to let go will not. <laughs> but everybody wants their kids to grow. So it's sure. a good cry for the kids to remind the parents that it's our job to let them grow. And then it's a good thing for the parents to say to the kids, it's like, you know, go outside. No, I want to say it's like, no, go on, let grow. And then off they go. So um, we like the name. And the reason it is um, something different from free range kids is that. A couple of years ago, um, Dan Shuckman, who is um, who, who just recently stepped down as the chairman of FIRE, which fights for free speech on campus, mm-hmm. the Foundation for Individual Rights in Education, right. he and Jonathan Haidt, who wrote The Coddling in the American Mind, and also The Righteous Mind, <laughs> I guess he likes the word mind in the title, um, they were talking about um, what they were seeing on campus with kids, uh, young people, um, kind of um, fragile and, um, you know, the mental health services were going up and anxiety was going the up. The safe and spaces. was going oh down. Goodness. Yeah, the safe spaces. <laughs> and they're saying, you know, it, it can't be that kids turn 18 and are suddenly fragile. Um, you know, the minute they step on campus, something changes and makes them very anxious. It's probably that they're growing up. Um, a little differently, and maybe it has to do with the sort of overprotective environment we're in now, and who's talking about overprotection and ways to give kids back some independence, and of course, that's me. So they came and said, let's start a nonprofit together, and I said, that sounds fantastic, as I've been just typing by myself in my living room for 10 years, yay. Um, But let's also loop in Dr. Peter Gray, who's a psychology professor from Boston College, who talks about how kids need free time and free play to figure out not only their interests, but how to deal with each other. Because when you're playing, you have to be, you know, you have to be fun enough to play with. You have to be aware enough that you're not, you know, boring or unfair to the other 
people you're playing with so that they keep playing with you. And so by playing, you sort of learn how to get along and how to read each other. And you actually learn democracy because you vote together on are we going to play that the tree stump is out or is it in? You know, so so between the four of us, we started Let Grow, and, and that's where we are now. And there's plenty of time to do that for the 10 minutes of recess they get in elementary school. Yeah, that's right. I hear that uh, schools are, that recess is just getting pared down and pared down. I mean, it disappeared when I went to high school, but we had recess all the way up till eighth grade uh, when I went to school. I didn't. Uh, It stopped for me after elementary school. Hmm. No, I I had it through eighth grade, but high school, not not recess, but we all had free periods that were, you know, free. We had study hall, but we weren't allowed to talk. Right. Uh, (laughs) Study hall wasn't elective. Yeah. It's kind of like confinement in prison. <laughs> you know, they've, they've done studies that show that prisoners get more outdoor time than children get today. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise it, me it at all. It is shocking. Right. So one of the, so Peter Gray's idea for Let Grow, I mean, for one of the initiatives that we're working on, is to keep schools open for free play after school. We call it the Let Grow Play Club because it's branding everything. But really, it's just, you know, we we would like our kids to have some of the, experiences that we had as kids, which is you probably, after school, you came home and you hopped on your bike and you went to the park and you played a game. Is that correct for you guys? Yeah. Um, or we would go to just a neighbor's house. Uh, we might pick up some, mm-hmm. uh, you know, fake guns and uh, shoot at each other. We might... Uh, now, if they find kids in the park, the police open an investigation in some states and go arrest the, uh, right. the parents. Lenore, <laughs> can you stick with us for another segment here? Oh, of course. All right, more with Lenore Skenazy from LetGrow.org. We'll continue. Maybe you've got a question for her. Uh, she advocates for free-range kids. You know, letting your, She'll be doing it at Freedom Fest, letting too. Letting your kids make more decisions and go off on their lonesome. Of course, in a lot of places, that'll get you arrested these days, which is insane. Uh, the toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. Like Freedom, you can join us here. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, dial toll-free and bring up whatever you want here. Our number is 855-450-FREE, though right now, if you call in, uh, you need to have a question for our guest, Lenore Skenazy. From LetGrow.org, as we continue, by the way, uh, we did mention that she's going to be attending Freedom Fest. She'll be one of a myriad of speakers at what is the largest liberty-oriented gathering in the world uh, this year's theme, The Wild West, featuring Penn Jillette, Candace Owens, John Mackey, Kevin O'Leary, and Kevin Harrington of Shark Tank, Stephen Moore, Grover Norquist. And uh, there's going to be a bunch of people going to this event. How many people, Mark, would you estimate attend uh, Freedom Fest every 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, two, two to 4,000 people. Yeah. It's a big event. In Vegas, go to freedomfest.com slash FTL. Get your tickets now. And uh, we will be broadcasting Free Talk Live from the event. That's freedomfest.com slash FTL and coupon code FTL5050. FTL50 gets you a discount for being a Free Talk Live listener. If you're not sure, you can check out the five best speeches from last year for free just by going to freedomfest.com slash FTL. You can, you can watch Judge Napolitano, Alan Dershowitz, Charlie Kirk, Heather McDonald, and John Mackey from last year all for free by going to freedomfest.com slash FTL. We bring back Lenore Skenazy here. She's actually uh, calling us from, or we're calling her, I guess, in this case, uh, from New York City. That's where you are tonight. And so let's, you know, let's take uh, the latest piece from your blog over at letgrow.org. What happened with this lift Drive, this lift ride with a parent and a child. What, what's the story there? Oh, that was a kind of strange case. Um, 
That was a mom wasn't feeling well. She's in New Orleans. And so she called uh, a Lyft who came there, and she put her 5-year-old in the car. And then it's a question of, did the guy, did the driver say, wait a minute, aren't you getting in the car? And she said, no. And did she just walk away and leave the kid there? Or did she say, you know, I'm desperate, I'm sick, I have to get my kid to the school, and, and I can't, you know, I, I can't do it. Can you please drive him? Whatever um, transpired there, we know that the next thing that happened is that the driver um, kept the kid in the car and drove straight to the sheriff's office, whereupon um, the sheriff jerk. charged the mom with desertion. <laughs> wow. I think that's a new definition of desertion, because I don't think if you really want to desert your child, I mean, if I wanted to desert my child, I would hire a Lyft driver to take them to another state, <laughs> but not to take them to school. <laughs> to school. I mean, clearly this was a mom who, you know, needed help. And if you know that, which you do from the circumstances, then if you're, if I was the sheriff, I would go over and see, you know, is there some other plan you can make? Are there people nearby? You know, should we, maybe we should, you know, create a forum for parents online where they can find each other on days when, you know, there's some, one of the moms can't make a, or just take you know, the kid a drop off, but to, to, to charge her as if that's going to help the family at all. I mean, if you really feel that it's a family that is desperate enough to have to, to call a Lyft driver and run away, there's something going on there. And why would you, why would you make that into actually a criminal charge? Well, I know how we could help them. Fines and jail. That'll be helpful. Yeah, that, that's a really good answer. Right? It's, been, it's been so successful. Nothing brings right, a family closer together than a little jail well, time. Right. I would say maybe right. for the Lyft driver you know, there's for so kidnapping many crazy and breach laws. of contract. There's a law that they tried to pass in Rhode Island that would have made it a, a crime for a bus to let a kid off after school um, at a bus stop without an adult there to walk them home Jeez. until seventh grade. Seventh grade. And in fact, actually, I did hear from a mom in Kentucky who said that was exactly the same rule there. I don't know if it went all the way up to seventh grade, but certainly her third grader was not allowed to get off the bus without an adult waiting. And yep. she worked. They're you doing know? that Imagine around here, that, too. A mom who is not home at three in the afternoon to, to, to walk the kid home. They're doing that and here in the, uh, the so-called live free or die state. Uh, former co-host of right. ours, Will Coley, uh, had to, he got, he hosted a different show on our network and he had to get out and leave his show a couple of times because his wife was like inside the house. She, I don't know, for mm-hmm. whatever reason, wasn't standing outside at the right time mm-hmm. when the bus comes right. and the bus will not drop the child off in front of the house without the parents standing outside it's crazy yeah that is so crazy first of all what a pleasant thing to stand outside in new hampshire in the winter waiting for the bus sometime between 3 and 345 to drop (laughs) off your child but then also the idea that you all have to quit your jobs because uh, somebody else has determined, not you, but somebody else thinks it's not safe enough for your kid to walk up the driveway alone or two houses away or even two blocks away. I mean, that's clearly a decision that, first of all, should be made by a parent. And secondly, why did we suddenly decide that that is so dangerous that it requires a bodyguard when we all know mm-hmm. that a generation ago people did this without a second thought and nobody right. considered the parents evil, nobody considered charges. The, the lady in Kentucky who had her grandfather who would pick her son up one day, the grandpa, you know, just when the bus is coming, he's in the bathroom. So that's mark one against her. Strike two was a day when the, the, the kid was supposed to stay at school. He didn't realize it. He got on the bus. He came home. The grandpa wasn't waiting. So that's strike two. But if there is a strike three, 
They once again returned the child to the bus depot, which seems like the least safe place you could bring the kid. <laughs> right, there's no, to their house, right? there's no, there's no alcoholics <laughs> hanging out underneath the buses or yes, anything. Really, right? All the yeah, the the, the cigarette butts piling up. But um, but strike three <laughs> means they call child protective services. Wow, man. So I mean, so how is how? I mean, so this is this is what pushed me over into the liberty camp was realizing that like parents who are making rational decisions based on their circumstances. What if you work two jobs and you need your kid to come home with a latch key? Suddenly that's a crime. You're trying to put food on the table and that's a crime. So, so last year, as you probably know, Utah passed a free range kids law. They call it free range parenting law. And, and it's good. I mean, it says that it's not uh, a crime. It's not negligence to let your kid, um, play outside, walk to school, wait briefly in a car, or come home with a latch key. Isn't that but sad, the, though, that the, they had to pass a law to say, to clarify, that this is not those things? You cannot interpret them in that insane. way. Yeah. It's insane. But well, sign of the times. now a bunch of states are considering similar laws. We have about six states considering them now. And the language that we prefer um, is that only blatant disregard for a child's safety and welfare should be considered neglect because everything else, everybody has to make seat of the pants decisions. You know, you're 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 going to drop the kid off at school, but now he's sick. Do you keep them home while you drop the other one off at school? I mean, nobody can plan for every eventuality in in family life, and to have to worry that your decision to let the kid wait in the car while you go in and get the Tylenol because she's you know finally fell asleep and she's had the flu that. That should not be, like, the, the state should not be a, a consideration in when you're making a normal parenting decision. So I'm I, hoping that... I, I talked to a person who had who had, had left their kid in the car to go put the grocery cart away in the grocery cart canal. Like, three, or corral, <laughs> excuse me, three or four, uh, maybe five car uh, parking spaces mm-hmm. away. Wow. And he comes yeah, back... Again, tracking across the West. Yeah, <laughs> a, a, woman, a woman is hyperventilating at his window, you know. <laughs> Yeah. You know, she she's oh, getting God. ready to break the window on the car. I mean, the kids, wow. you know, like, just looking wow. at her. As far as state interference wow. is concerned, here's a headline that I had ready to go for tonight, and I don't know if we'll get into the full article. Uh, Oregon to become mm. the first state to mandate universal home visits of all families with newborn children. Oh, my God. Yeah, wow. we definitely have to talk about that. Lenore, thanks for coming uh, back on Free Talk Live oh, with us here tonight. I guess Love we'll... being here. Look up, look up the Scottish laws that are um, called the named person law, and you'll see where a law like Oregon's gets you. Check her out over at letgrow.org, and we'll look forward to seeing you this July for Freedom Fest in oh, Vegas. Oh, I can't wait. Thanks, Lenore. Vegas. Have a great okay. night. Bye, We're coming up here with Free Talk Live. You can join us. It is Free Talk Live. I want to tell you about my favorite cryptocurrency wallet, Edge Wallet at edge.app. Edge is the wallet I use more than any other, and that was true long before Edge Wallet became a sponsor of Free Talk Live. Edge Wallet allows you to buy, sell, trade, and securely hold your cryptocurrencies including Bitcoin, Ethereum, Tokens, Monero, Ripple, Dash, Bitcoin Cash, and more. It's available for both Android and iOS, and you can download it via the Play or App Store or via Edge Wallet's website, edge.app. Secure your freedom with Edge Wallet. It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want. Our toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. We are talking about the insane level of overprotection 
that is being crammed down families' throats by state governments across the United States. Uh, there's a little bit of pushback, as our guest Lenore Skenazy just a few moments ago pointed out in the state of Utah, where they have passed a uh, free-range kids law to try to enshrine the idea in the law that, hey, letting your kid go to the uh, the park or the mall, I, that probably doesn't happen anymore, but you know, to go out of their house without some sort of parental guidance at every single step uh, shouldn't be considered neglect or any other sort of criminal act. They had to pass a law because of the just madness that has infected people across the United States. I it doesn't get any better in your old age either. I mean, you're very likely to uh, end up – well, it's it's not unlikely for Americans to end up at the mercy of a court-appointed guardian – um, in their old age when they're not able to make decisions. Ah, and then this okay. guardian then spends all your money. And then when your money is spent, they uh, some suddenly you don't need guardianship anymore. And they send you off to an old folks home, um, you know, run by Medicare. Speaking of money, we love cryptocurrencies here on Free Talk Live. And if you're going to get into crypto, whether it's Bitcoin or some of the competitors like Bitcoin Cash and Dash and others, you ought to get a good cryptocurrency wallet a good multi-crypto wallet like these days i don't understand why anybody would want a single crypto wallet like just just bitcoin or just dash you gotta have multiple options because there are a lot of great choices out there like ethereum and tokens and monero and ripple stellar and bitcoin cash and others edge wallet does all of those and many more in fact you can get edge wallet through your ios or android app store or just go to edge.app to download it i used my edge wallet twice today actually i uh, just had some dinner with you guys earlier at the local burger here in Keene. paid for my dinner with bitcoin cash via edge wallet and uh, just before that, I was over at uh, Corner News right across the street. I uh, got some rolling papers with my Edge wallet. And <laughs> what do you do with the rolling papers, Ian? Roll things. <laughs> Edge.app is where you can go. Man, it's super easy and smooth. Uh, I was actually waiting on the clerk because uh, she had the, the thing wasn't, the tablet wasn't charged. So give me a chance to talk to her about accepting cryptocurrency. And I gave her a crypto tip, which is a nice little uh, sort of. Fun website as well. Anyway, go to edge.app and get your copy of Edge on your smartphone. It's, uh, by the way, secure your freedom is their tagline, and I like that. Edge.app. So into the news here, uh, Richie, you've got a story that is taking this whole overprotection thing to a whole new level in the state of Oregon, apparently. And starting younger, yeah. What's going on now? So again, if you missed it, Oregon to become the first state to mandate universal home visits of all families with newborn newborn children. Uh, Oregon Governor Kate Brown has submitted her two-year budget proposal to the Oregon State Legislature, and it includes several health initiatives aimed at children, behavioral, mental health, under the oversight of the Oregon Health Authority and Oregon's Coordinated Care Organizations. The Health Authority. The Authority. Yeah, this is the natural and probable, predictable outcome of the uh, you know the, the the nanny state where uh, your your school, your healthcare, uh, you know everything is controlled by the state. The people who want their uh, you know their school uh, debts forgiven and they want to have free healthcare and stuff that's all sounds really great. 
until you realize the government is then in charge of the health care. The government's going to be in charge of the health care of your kids. The government's going to determine whether or not you're taking the proper care of your kids and that these determinations will not be what you think they should be. They will be some other system for determining. But they will protect those people from the onslaught of the wealthy taking over their lives and oppressing them. That's true. There's not a lot of wealthy people in prison. And when they go to prison for not treating their kids exactly the way the state says, they will be protected from the wealthy. They will be sodomized by poor people who are in prison. (laughs) Moving on. Uh, One of the key pieces of Governor Brown's legislation is the beginning investment in a six-year program to create universal home visits for new parents. Uh, The Beaverton Valley Times interviewed Patrick Allen, the director of Oregon Health Authority, who reportedly expressed excitement at the pr- prospect of requiring home visits yes. of all new parents. <laughs> <laughs> we get to get into everyone's house. That's what we'll they get want. to look around, see if there's anything that's contraband on the shelves. We'll make sure we arrest those parents. An army and, of bureaucrats to go through everyone's house. Yes, and we'll get to check their fridge, make sure they're, you know, make sure they've got healthy food in the fridge. We don't want to find any alcohol. We don't want to find any raw meat meat we don't want to find anything that could put a child in danger it's of for eating the children, well though. it's for the children uh including adoption it's for the bureaucrats is what it is well, it's for <laughs> it's for whatever department of health authority to increase their bure- bureaucracy size because if they're going to have to go and visit every single newborn that's going to keep a lot of bureaucrats pretty busy yeah a lot of them here's the thing uh, the, i want to make this part clear uh not only newborns adoptive parents as well wow so when the program is complete, every new parent, including wow. adoptions, would receive a series of two or three visits by someone. Two or three. Not just one. Wow. Like a nurse or other healthcare practitioner. So it's not a bureaucrat. Oh, It's a no. nurse or a healthcare practitioner. Just a bureaucrat or just a uh, nurse who's basically moonlighting as a bureaucrat. Sure. Because she's operating under a government mandate to check off a certain list. She's got like some sort of list of things to look for, things to, uh, you know, warning signs, that uh, these parents might not be raising their children in the way the state has approved. And, and here's your list. The visits could include basic health screenings for babies, hooking parents up with primary care physicians, linking them to other services, and coordinating the myriad childhood immunizations that babies need. Because the parents that just had a baby wouldn't have no way of connecting with the primary care. They didn't just leave a hospital in most cases. I mean, they have no idea what to do. I mean, why would you even need to offer a service like that? They do not feel like some people are taking proper care of their kid. People like me. My son doesn't go to the doctor that often. Y'all didn't go to a hospital to have birth either, He was right? not uh, given birth. He was not given birth to in a hospital. So this, is this a way to get into the homes of you know people likely to home school, people likely to home birth? Yep. That kind of thing? I've heard, I've heard these bureaucrats talk. I've heard them say that, um, what was the description? That homeschoolers, she thinks that homeschoolers are all unibombers. That was the terminology that she used. Wow. Well, why, why else would you keep your kids out of school? Yeah, you why, wouldn't, in, you, why you, wouldn't you turn your kids over to the government like good citizens? To, yeah, because that's what they're made for, to become good citizens. That's what schooling does. Uh, Alan made it clear that they were targeting all children, not just troubled families. This isn't something for people in trouble. This is stuff all kids need. Uh, every child needs every a child. visit with a bureaucrat. 
birthed at Three home, times. homeschooled, whatever it happens to be, you need it. It's a great way to drive families out of your state. That that could oh, be the ramification. Who's going to pick up and leave over this? I don't know. I you know people people disappoint me constantly. <laughs> so you might be right. People will just sit there and take it. That's what most people will do. I mean, there may be a few people who like. All right, we're going to a better homeschool state. I yeah. would uh, the, the right, wealthy who yeah, can leave. afford to leave. Sure, leave. Yeah. Uh, write a letter to the editor and say our family has decided to leave. Uh, you know the town of portland or whatever and the reason is is because of this stupid law goodbye right. ha- thanks for all the tyranny what is it that happens uh i will know, say this um that there's a possibility that you like being a state resident is a state of mind to some extent right like there's poor legal definitions as to what makes somebody a resident of a particular state i suspect this only applies to residents of states like uh, not this person not the kid okay. that's in the state right so inst- for instance if i'm driving my newborn from Washington State to California, I oh. am not now, uh, you know, uh, subject to Oregon's laws surrounding these bureaucrats coming in. What yeah. if I'm visiting for two weeks? What if I'm visiting for a month? What if I'm visiting for three months? I think that would be more application because as you travel through Oregon, you are definitely subject to Oregon law. Sure, but I don't think you're going. It would, I don't think they would enforce that one. No, I don't think they are. Where you would be. All right, there's more coming up here. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM, 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves here. Our number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We do have... The Discord on-air call-in line rooms. Just go to discord.lrn.fm, and you can get into one of those rooms and sound almost like you're sitting here in the studio with us. And in this studio here with you, it's Ian. Richie Rich. And Mark. We are talking about a disturbing story that, uh, Richie, I'm I'm trying to find some corroboration uh, here from... Some kind of source that's not uh, this one, <laughs> the one that okay. you're reading, sure. Uh, which is called uh, what is it? Uh, MostHolyFamilyMonastery.com. <laughs> they well, okay. They, I got HealthImpactNews.com. Right. They cite HealthImpactNews.com, and then Health Impact News cites a mainstream news site called the Portland Tribune at PamplinMedia.com. However. The links to Pamplin Media's website do not resolve to a news article. So they look like, when you look at the links in the article on uh, the Health Impact News, when you look at the Beaverton Valley Times link, it appears to be a link to a story about this. But then when you actually click the link, it just takes you to the root URL, the, the main URL of PamplinMedia.com. So as of as of yet... Uh, I'm not saying this is false. I'm just okay. saying I'm 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 hoping to find some better corroboration on this this story. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, yeah. Just letting you know. Uh, so if you want to join us here, our toll free number is eight fifty five four fifty free. The story is purportedly that all newborn children and adopted children in the state of Oregon will be visited. The family will be visited by somebody doing the state's work. Doctor somebody, or nurse practitioner. Somebody who, or maybe just a bureaucrat, we're not clear on that, uh, who's going to come by and ask you questions, look around your house. Who knows what they're going to be authorized to do once they get inside your home. Uh, but it's very, very disturbing, and I think you've got some more from 
on yeah, the piece? I mean, uh, the, the rest of it is basically the stuff that we covered, but I'll read through it. Um, and just, if you're looking for some cooperation, I guess this was a budget proposal. Right. So if you're, you know, it might not be a news article necessarily, but it might be if, you know, if somewhere online they have the Oregon budget um, or the Oregon budget office, that might be the next place to check. Because um, this might, this might just be a blogger that found the budget and went, what the hell is this? And then, you know. Could be. Own. So, um I'm going to jump down in the article because a a lot of it just got covered. Um, In this proposed bill for universal home visits, possibly just another way for the state to collect funds and to potentially remove children from their homes and place them into the lucrative foster care and adoption system. Uh, We've already documented how the foster care system is not primarily about protecting children, but is merely a state-funded child trafficking system. There's already a so federal- this is true truer than others times in depending on the state and location within the state right sure. so some offices are more likely to do something like this and some are less there's a story from Illinois right now where uh, the the child protective services or whatever their state version of it is uh, basically let a kid get uh, beaten to death uh, at his own home when they had visited the house several times so they didn't even take the opportunity to take a kid away uh, the problem is is that just the existence of this organization absolves people uh, of the idea that they have to even look out for uh, for a kid well and it can be used as a weapon um, I don't want to get too yeah. much into it but I I know a guy um, who is in a relationship. And his relationships, former relationship, six uh, child protective services on them all the time yep. as a way to get retribution. So it, it's, you know, not only is it bad when they when they act and take kids or allow those violent acts to occur, uh, but it's also a state tool used by, you know, um, disgruntled ex-relationships, you know, to to bring harm to you and to just bother you. I was able to find the story from uh, Pamplin Media at the Beaverton, Beaverton Valley Times, I took a clip from what they claimed was a quote and then searched via Google site search because it okay. wasn't coming up through their own site search. And I did find it here. One of the governor's priorities that he's most excited about is the beginning investment in this six-year program to create universal home visits for new parents. So, yeah. So, just some some confirmation <laughs> here. Just because holy ministry, whatever it was. It didn't seem... Uh, most most holyfamilymonastery.com. Because we don't need Trump considering Free Talk Live to be fake news. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead with the, with the story. Uh, where was I? I don't know, but it's disturbing as hell. Yeah, that's that's why. Um, oh, yeah, child trafficking system. There's already federally funded home visit program funded by the Health Resources and Services oh, Administration. Oh, so they're going to get federal money for this. Well, there's already federally funded home visit programs. This is, this is Oregon stuff. Mm. The federal program is stated to be a voluntary, but Oregon seems to want to take it a step further and mm. make government mm. home visits mandatory. Lovely. Uh, this might be in part of your article. Apparently, four hundred million has already been allocated to states to fund home visits, and states need to implement the programs to receive those funds. Right. So there is yeah. federal money involved yeah. here if they do this program. But wait, this doesn't sound voluntary. You were saying, right? It, like this. Well, is, this does not sound voluntary. The federal fund is, is voluntary. Is supposedly voluntary. It Oregon is making sounds like it's making this mandatory in order to make sure that they receive the federal Maybe the federal fund is voluntary for the states to get into, right? Like, they're not forcing the states to get into this fund. But look, there's all this money here. If you you want this money, state governments, you can implement a program. Well, uh, most states have a home visit program. Really? But they don't have a mandatory home visit program. They don't have a universal home visit program. They just visit people at home who who need it and want it. Mm -hmm. And some people need and want it. 
but other people don't. And that's really where it comes from. Uh, okay. Yeah, to me, this uh, this seems very Orwellian. It seems- oh, yeah. No, this is uh, Hux. Huxillian. Um, this Huxley, is, Aldous Huxley. Yeah, this is much more Brave New World than mm. this is 1984. Well, it's oversight, right? Like it's it's some bureaucrat's eyeballs are going to be in your house looking around at yeah. your stuff and well, your lifestyle. Yeah, I mean, we already have, say, the German school system where they determine relatively young what, uh, what your career path's going to be. Uh, I mean, you know, we've got... This all the pieces are in place, people, for essentially a brave new world. Yeah, you being you know, make sure you get on your riddle. Categ- categorized yeah, and uh, you know sent down and the drugged for somas. Yeah, right. Oh. Soma was the drug in, yeah, uh, brave, in brave new, new world. world. Right, That's right. Ritalin is. Uh, so the I think reality. it's probably both, right? Because wasn't isn't Orwellian typically like surveillance state? Isn't it usually like in tandem with the surveillance yes. state? This yeah. is part of the surveillance state, no doubt about it. Getting a bureaucrat inside everyone's home. That's totally the surveillance state. And if but they could put a camera in there, they, they would. would. Yeah. Brave New World was much more about sort of the rearing of people through the the you know the whole process. You mm-hmm. had to get them young was the whole sure. idea. Yeah. And that's why they have government. The government's schools. not happy with first grade. Then right. it needs kindergarten, and then it's not happy with kindergarten. Now it's home visits. Then it needs pre K, yeah. um, and then it's not happy with pre K. It needs you know government uh, nursery schools and home visits. Well, cameras in the home is just the next step. Oh, yeah. So so that could They've be all, that's already on the table in in Great Britain. Right. So, you know, what they'll do is say, well, we think that, uh, you know, we're going to let you keep little Johnny here, but we're going to have to mandate that you install one of our monitoring systems so we can make sure that everything is okay here because we think you're an at-risk household. That's when you leave. And if if they can't do it through the state, they'll do it through the corporations because Facebook already has what their their in-home camera. Facebook what now? Oh, oh, this is not new news. Facebook... Facebook has a device similar to like the Amazon Echo and Google Home. Really? That is a camera. Like it's like a 4K camera so you can communicate with other Facebook users. Oh, wow. But it takes like a wide, you know, pan shot of your house. And then huh. because, it, excuse me, because it's 4K, you can zoom in on specific things. Right. But who knows when it's on? Who knows, you know? Sure. Who knows what <laughs> Facebook is doing with it when, you, when you're not around? Um, it's, a, it's, it's It's conspiracy theory yeah. talking, but I mean- like I said, how, how do you get people, if it's not Orwell, how do you get the Hux, Huxleyans to put cameras in their house? Have them do it voluntarily do it on their right. own. and want right. to do yeah. it. There's the, the, the meme on the internet that says, uh, you know, 1984, the government's going to bug our homes. Uh, 2019, hey, uh, home bug, do cats eat waffles? <laughs> you know, I, I mean, you know, the silly things that you ask Alexa or Google Home or whatever, <laughs> it's right there. You've already put it in your house. And... Look, I understand. Wow. By Women. the way, the same stuff that they're reading about here in Oregon is also being proposed in Scotland. You've got a related story about this. From can... the BBC. Is that a good enough uh, source for you? <laughs> I mean, it's pretty decent. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty decent. Uh, so we'll get, we'll get into that coming up here in moments. Your calls and thoughts are also welcome. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. Mark, you're saying the best solution here for parents is if this is happening in your state, plan a move and get out. At the very least, plan a move and pretend to get out because residency is something that you claim so, for instance, oh, not always. It was forced on me. Well, my wife claims to be a Florida resident. I claim to be mm-hmm. a, uh, a New Hampshire resident or New Hampshire yeah. domiciled in New Hampshire. So, therefore, I also claimed to be an inhabitant. I understand of New you Hampshire. had a completely different situation. You have no children. They weren't worried about your kid. I didn't change my address when I moved. 
Good for you, man. And you weren't willing <laughs> to move. If these people come after my kid, I am gone on the first thing that smokes out of this stinking state. Luckily, you're in New Hampshire where there's a big homeschool movement, a uh, bunch of independent, kind of minded families. I can't and such find any of them. That, well, you must not have looked that hard because whenever they threaten the homeschoolers at the state house, they show up in droves. State there's house is a long drive for my house. 855, four, it's a long drive for them too, but they come out. 855, 450, free, like freedom. Free talk live. She's such a beautiful little puppy. I mean, we walk around the block and neighbors always say, her hair is so beautiful. Healthy and shiny and glossy. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Fatty acids, omega-3s, and omega-6s are great for healthy skin and soft, shiny coats. I would really recommend people starting their puppies on Dynavite before they get into what I would call the misery index. Bad skin, bad ears, bad breath. Because if they're getting all their vitamins, micronutrients, microbials from the beginning, then you're not going to run into the problems associated with the allergies. Grass, pollen, dust, dirt, fleas, ticks, you name it. And the itching and shedding down the road. Our vitamins and enzymes replace the nutrients cooked out of most commercial dog foods. Dynavite for life. This is Ed Lukasevic. And Cindy Lukasevic. Inviting you and your pets to Dynavite. 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want. Our number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. 855-450-3733. We have the Discord on-air call-in-line rooms. Just head over to discord.lrn.fm. And uh, welcome back to our audience on Twitch. We had been suspended for three days due to a supposed nudity incident. And uh, I have yet... Oh, sorry. I accidentally did not unmute you, Richie. Try oh, that again. I was going to say, I'm going to keep my shirt on. Yeah, for this one. I it's still not clear exactly what their policy is, and I don't expect that they're going to write me back and clarify their policy because I wrote to them on Friday or something like that, um, asking them about well, you know, is it nudity for everyone to be topless? Like, if males are topless, is that considered nudity by your policy? Uh, if not, is it people who are presenting as female? Uh, that are topless is that considered nudity because aria Demezzo, our monday night co-host mark on a on t- you know, tomorrow night show uh, she does a show called aria uncensored that is exclusive to the internet uh, right, how long's aria been in town aria hasn't june aria hasn't been female for a year right what does that mean has Arya has uh, moved to New uh, Hampshire? No, that's not true. She um, she was definitely Arya when I first met her in 2017. Oh, okay. She she has not been My understanding, going by the name Arya for over a year. She's, like she she's ha- she was Arya when I met her okay. in 2017 at the first Forkfest. Okay. My understanding was that she uh, decided to start wearing skirts when she moved to New Hampshire. No. And that was 2018. No, my understanding is that she didn't really do it much when she was down in Mississippi um, and made the full-on transition when she moved here. But when I first met her in the summer of 2017, she was Aria Demezzo wearing skirts at uh, Forkfest. But she wasn't in Alabama do- or Mississippi doing it. At some point, she did uh, She did make the flip I don't flip know what I think there, about it when you're going back and forth. When who's going back? Oh, as far as her commitment or whatever? Right. A person is transitioning over. Yeah. I mean, you know, one day you're male, one day you're female. 
I, well, if I think for well, her, it had to do with living in the South. And I understand going what to, it had to, going but to, what's the reality? I mean, what was she? Well, the reality is gender is fluid, so you can transition back and forth as much as, as you often can. as you want. In her I case, guess. it was more of a uh, you know a concern with. I remember she's told the story on Call to Freedom about how she would go to a convenience store in her neighborhood on a regular basis. She is a known customer there. She's there all the time in Mississippi. Yeah, in Mississippi, okay. and that you know one day she, towards I guess towards when she was going to make the move uh, to New Hampshire, she just decided to go all the way and show up as aria rather than james uh and that that was a hard thing to do right like to show up completely different like they all know it's you yep you know (laughs) and now you're dressing like a woman uh so she she did do that for some amount of time mark i'm just not sure how much i don't think it was that much uh, before she left mississippi i all i'm doing is repeating what she told me yeah and she told me more or less she Became a woman as she, uh, you know, transitioned from. She transitioned yeah. as she transitioned from Mississippi to New Hampshire. It was a good time, a good time for it, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, makes right? sense because the people up here have been more accepting uh, right. towards her because of that. I, all I'm saying is she hasn't been a woman long. Mm-hmm. And at what point, when she takes off her shirt, is she, uh, you know, male, female? This is a difficult question for yeah. streaming platforms or anybody who does, uh, you know, decides what's acceptable and what's not acceptable on the internet, right? Um, you know, at one point, w- at what point does a woman with her shirt off, a, a man with his shirt off, become a woman uh, doing porn? I don't know, but or vice versa. Well, it's definitely not it. porn. It's just somebody topless. You know, there's that's nothing what, sexual. About that's it. what was on Free Talk Live, right? However, on lrn.fm. Uh, lrn.fm. However, the you know there's there's something that can come after that too. If you if we now let if DLive now lets women take their shirts off on DLive, well, we weren't banned from DLive. Oh, I'm just sorry, to be Twitch. Clear. Uh, Twitch now lets women take their shirts off on Twitch. Well, then what happens? There's plenty of women who make a lot of money on Twitch yeah. not taking their shirts off. Sure. Just being cute and playing video games or chit-chatting or whatever it is that they're doing. That's a career now. But yes. if they declared themselves to be male, could they then take their shirts off? I don't know. That's what I want them to clarify. I want Twitch to make their policy clear because it's not clear. So I've asked Arya, does she want to put pasties or maybe like electrical tape and you know an X over top of her nipples on Tuesday night for the next right. episode of Arya Uncensored? Best I can tell on Twitch, under boob isn't a problem. So the other problem, though, with Twitch is that they have a this sort of nebulous policy about being dressed appropriate for the location, basically. So the idea is if you are doing an what they call an IRL stream in real life, if you have your cell phone and you're going to the beach, you know, well, then it, it makes sense if you're going to have your top off. You're at the beach, right? Sure. Or at, at least if you're a man. Presumably you wouldn't be able to as a, as a woman. Uh, but, uh, you know, they, they may try to argue that, well, if you're in your home, you shouldn't have your, your top off. Yeah. So even if she has pasties on, we may still get pulled is what I'm thinking. Might I happen. only put a shirt on when I leave the house. Right? Exactly. <laughs> when I'm at home, I'm topless. Absolutely. <laughs> if it's warm enough, I have got my shirt on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I can tell you my dad sat around in tidy whiteys most of my childhood. <laughs> Which is one of the other things I, I had inquired about was, well, you know. Throughout the summer of 2018, the first summer we were on Twitch, I was topless. Conan was in here co-hosting. We had like topless Wednesdays where Conan and I would be topless in the studio to- together because it right. was you know it was warm outside, and uh, it's and nice. nobody extra watched the stream as a result. 
Well, but people were complaining about it, right? Like people, the, there's like these uh, young males that come into the the stream and become obsessed with the idea of what we're wearing or not wearing. They'll keep track of how many days in a row I wear the same t-shirt or whether I'm topless or not. If I'm topless, they'll tell me to put a shirt on. If I'm not topless, they'll tell me to take my shirt off and go topless. Like they're just <laughs> obsessed with it. And it's you know very silly. So you would very think some of those man. people were reporting it, right? So we must have been reported giving the number of of instances does that mean that it's okay for men to be topless and so there's a lot of questions and i don't think they're going to answer any of them i wonder if she could get that that uh female bikini that has like male nipples on them like that's the design the picture the 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 photo a printed photo of male nipples i love that if she would wear that (laughs) then like would those nipples be okay to show because it's on the printed bikini top and can we get that from like are those for sale well they're for sale somewhere i don't know her nipples were male nipples not too long ago right now these are pictures now they're photos of nipples now it's not an actual nipple and there was a time in the recent past when they would go from being a male nipple to a female nipple in the same day wait this, what uh, they well didn't they who aria oh because she's trans because of her transition she's like in the oh, morning she'd be male and then female in the evening and- you're talking about when she didn't live here or whatever yes okay. i'm trying to figure this whole gender gotcha. fluid thing out i get when you you like i'm wearing dresses every day and i'm gonna have long hair please call me she well, she is every day. Aria yes, now. she is and for most of a year. All I said was in the recent yeah. past, Ian. Yeah. Yeah. A year ago is the recent past. I don't even. The nipple for would doing go from being a male nipple to a female nipple back to a male nipple all in the same day. Probably even more transitions right. than that. I don't know <laughs> what to do anymore. And you want clarification from Twitch? I don't think they're going to do not it. Gonna, who would? What? What kind of fool would give would an a hole like you <laughs> right. any kind of clarification? <laughs> And, you know, so. to be fair, right down in the South, maybe more so than other places, but, you know, gay bashing is and was a thing. So if you were if you were hiding your sexual orientation. It was actually your, a Boy Scout badge. You could get one. For gay bashing? The gay bashing Boy, Boy Scout badge, yeah. Is that, that's really? really it's only for the Southern states. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's go to Sarah. She's in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Yes, uh, I just found out that, you know, if a mother is under a lot of stress, and uh, if she releases a lot of cortisol and uh, adrenaline, all with her stress hormones, it actually brain, uh, affects the brain development of the fetus. Okay. I believe that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so the, the end result is uh, you get somebody like me who has, like, um, like, a lot of anxiety over doing simple things, like, I have my uh, Section 8 renewal, uh, re-certification, uh, and I get, like, massive, like, anxiety attack of, like, I've been, I've been cleaning this house for the last two weeks. I've been cleaning all day, and I got three more days to clean, and then I sweat. So wait, oh, probably you're, you're worried because they're going to come inspect your house to see if it's clean? Well, I feel like it's not going to be good enough. I'm but they're going to come ex- inspect. They're going to come check it out, right? Hang on a second, uh, or hang on. We're gonna we're gonna bring you back here, Sarah. Eight fifty five four fifty three. Plus, I want her to weigh in on the topless issue as well. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Free talk live. It is Free Talk Live, live Sunday edition of the program. You're invited here to join us and take control of the airwaves. 
Should you want to do that with you tonight, it's Ian. Richie Rich. And Mark. Don't forget, uh, go online to join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there. We've got the Discord server where you can interact with other Free Talk Live listeners for free around the clock. It's 24-7. There are people in the Discord server, different channels about different subjects, cryptocurrency, gaming. Uh, There's one for on-air now where you can talk about the things that are going on the air at the moment uh, or whatever you want to discuss. And then there's actually voice channels in which you can have voice chats with other Free Talk Live listeners at any time. Uh, whenever people want to do that. Then there's the channels that allow you to call into the show as well. It's all free, and the Discord app is available for basically every platform out there. iOS, Android, Linux, Mac, Windows. Uh, so I, I love having Discord on my phone. If you need to call in to Free Talk Live, you put Discord on your phone, call us on Discord. It's an upgrade to your call quality. It's yeah, huge. significant upgrade to your call yeah, quality. It's amazing. Uh, you know, the only reason I haven't switched over to Discord only is because we would lose Sarah. She doesn't have a smartphone. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I don't want to do that, Sarah. So you're back here on Free Talk Live. Uh, but check us out over at discord.lrn.fm. Sarah doesn't have the internet. She doesn't have a smartphone. Uh, but she's got opinions. So Nothing wrong with that. What was it you were telling us about a moment ago, Sarah? You remember, uh, we just have uh, always have new section, listeners to Section 8 and stress. Oh, yeah. She was getting ready for an inspection. Yeah. Now, is this a yearly, did you say, an annual inspection? Yeah. And then and then they also bring you in to bring you uh bring you in for an appointment with all of the paperwork. Hmm. But I you know, I I have been suffering from massive anxiety every year uh doing this. You're worried that you're and not gonna pass, or you're worried that your apartment is not clean enough, or what is it that you're so anxious about? The anxiety, I think it has to do with uh, my mother being stressed out when I was a fetus. That's my whole point. So You're just saying you're anxious, people, period, around the clock, all the time? Not all of the time, but especially stressful issue. And uh-huh. this, this is like a very stressful issue for me. But what, you remember um, having those uh, anxiety attacks as a child, I would assume then. It's not, uh, it's not recently onset anxiety. I've been having anxiety attacks um, enough to the point where I got hospitalized. And when they tested my blood, they said I, by, by my blood test, they said I have had high anxiety when I got hospitalized. Hmm. But and I think How does that manifest um, on it has a test? lot to do That's with my, to when I was a fetus, the cortisol and the adrenaline uh, pumped through my brain maybe well, have affected it. Well, Sarah, that's a theory at this point, um, and it, it's an interesting theory. I'm not calling it wrong or anything. I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of curious about this presentation now. So, um, you're you're dealing with having these Section Eight housing inspectors come through your house. How often do they come? Once a year. Okay, and uh, these shiftless government bureaucrats are going to come through your house. They're going to determine whether or not you're worthy of Section Eight status, and they could just take it away from you, right? How, how clean I am, and they're checking also if everything works, you know, because the, the, they're paying out the money, and then they want to make sure that it's good enough for them to pay the money. And plus, they also, I have, I have to go to an appointment and bring in all the paperwork they tell me to bring in. So, I mean, it's it's a possible feat, but I suffer from massive anxiety, and what you guys always say is, like, it's so simple. Why are you having a problem with it? Well, because I have a mental illness. And I suffer from obsessive-compulsive anxiety. Can you give us uh, some examples of how the obsessive-compulsive manifests? 
Like, what are some of the OCD things that you find yourself doing? Like, one of the classic examples is somebody who will lock, unlock, lock, unlock, lock their, like, front door or whatever. Yep. at the uh, Or cleaning things, well, wiping that. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, but I check my door, like, ten times. Like, yeah, that's what I do. Ten like, times uh, a day or ten times in a row? Time, yeah, yeah, before I could I could leave. No, 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 ten times. And lock the door. So, yeah. Right before you in leave, row, you're yeah. checking ten times. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Is that because you're, hold on, before you go on, is that because something happened to you? Or did you have a home invasion at some point? Something horrific happened in your home? No, this this is actually, your your brain is linked to anxiety. Mm-hmm. And it translates into, like, germs. And then when I go Are you a germaphobe? Yeah, I'm a germaphobia. I can't shake hands. And then people get really mad about it. What do you do when you when you go into like a public bathroom? Do you like try to avoid touching things? You know, like opening doors with your elbow, or like how does that work? Yeah, I do that kind of stuff. You know, I never. Are you a hoverer? On the What's a, a hoverer? Yeah, I, I I do that. You know, when you I... hold yourself over the yeah. toilet. Yes, I got it now. <laughs> okay, I figured it out relatively well, quickly. Okay. Good job. If you all right, we can't we can't get into a whole lot of detail on uh, on how all that works because we're on the radio. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I was just asking how much you should find before. a rich person who needs a house cleaner and uh, then you just uh, have a <laughs> well, place no. to live for free. Well, but she'd be stressed out all the time having to keep the house clean. I yeah, that's, that's right. That's the idea. To keep the house stressed. is never clean enough. Oh. Well, the thing about it is that what you're saying. Um, you said it's a theory. No, it's a proven fact. If the mental health professionals well, have documented. That is, uh, these stress hormones actually affect the, the brain of the baby. It's not a theory. They, they have proven it over and what, over. What did you say was a theory? The theor- I said that it was the, whether or not she was suffering from anxiety because of elevated cortisol levels uh. of her mother during her mother's pregnancy with her mm. is a theory that she has. And that was, it's all very interesting. I was just kind of curious about well, how... But the, the psychiatrists, the psychiatrists have documented and they have oh. proven. I thought you were talking no about yourself. You said you were concerned that it was that, because that, of your mother. Well, I, I mean, it's a theory for my, my part. I'm, okay. I'm speculating that that's what happened to me, that I suffer with whatever's easy, whatever's simple and easy for you guys. You just, it'll, it'll be a breeze. Sure. I suffer from massive anxiety. I'm saying that it must, it, it must be because of that. But they have documented that the people... You know the 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 people that were had mother that were stressed out when they maybe were you born, should try some weed. <laughs> I don't know if that's gonna work. No, I don't smoke weed. Well, now you've only proven his it. point, uh, Sarah. Because I mean, now you, you say that you don't smoke weed, there's no way to know whether the weed would help. Um, so. Uh, if if you have a situation that uh, sort of a crisis situation happens where you've got to get something done quickly, or uh, you know it doesn't, or, or or bad things happen, can you react quickly and get that thing done? Does do circumstances make your anxiety go away? Are you only anxious when you have time to be anxious, or um, if uh, you know if something's gonna if something happens quickly, can you react or not? Well, I mean, it, it, it depends on the, the circumstances. You know, it depends. Um, but one time that, I mean, but most of the time I suffer from massive anxiety that other people do not suffer from. Sure. You know, I'm I, not arguing that. I'm asking whether or not you can put that aside to manage a situation. Well, I mean, I mean I've never, I've never um, I mean, 
Who knows? I mean, she's never had to manage a situation, Mark. She's she managing you know, something. She doesn't I mean, work. When you don't have she's got much once going... a year, she's got one thing that she has to do, which is to talk to some bureaucrats I so mean, she can get her so, Section 8 review. Sometimes well, something falls off the kitchen counter. I don't want to minimize the medical condition either because lots of people do suffer from it. And there are solutions available if you want to seek them out. Thanks for the call, Sarah. Appreciate hearing from you. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. You can take control of the airwaves here and bring up whatever's on your mind. Coming up, uh, we got that Scotland story on the way. Free Talk Live. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite for life. Pick up two tubes of Dogosuds. Get the third tube free. Peppermint, tea tree, lavender, Dogosud shampoo. Made with all-natural coconut, jojoba, aloe. Great for healthy skin and soft, shiny coats. But no itchy, harsh chemicals. Lather up, rinse away. Try Dogosuds. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. This is Free Talk Live, live Sunday edition. We will take your calls and thoughts. If you make them, you may dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. And Bitcoin.com is your premier source for everything Bitcoin Cash related. Bitcoin.com can help you choose a Bitcoin Cash wallet, buy Bitcoin Cash, and show you where you can spend your Bitcoin Cash. You can also read the latest news or engage with the community on their forum. Plus, they've got a games section over at uh, Bitcoin.com, where you can play games with Bitcoin Cash. Uh, if you are in the United States, you may have to use a VPN if that's something that you want to do. And from the research that we've done, Mark, it doesn't seem like it's illegal to actually uh, you know, risk money on a website that's not located in the United States. And Bitcoin.com is not located in the United States. It doesn't seem that way, but we aren't attorneys either. That's true. Like I said, it's just the research we've done. Uh, Bitcoin.com, you should do your own research. Right. Now, Bitcoin.com would prefer you to not be in the United States, so you would have to probably use some kind of VPN or something. And then they won't know. Right. And they wouldn't know. Bitcoin.com. We continue. Your calls and thoughts. You may take control of the airwaves here. So in the early portion of the show, we had Lenore Skenazy on with us. She is uh, originally from Free Range Kids. Now the Let's Grow blog or Let Grow, excuse me, LetGrow.org. Uh, and that led to a conversation about some creepy Orwellian, Huxellian news out of Oregon State where they might be having bureaucrats come into every newborn child's home to inspect, as well as adopted children, adopted uh, inspect well. the house, talk to the families. Uh, and that is a thing now, apparently, and that's coming soon in Oregon. Mark, you had a related story out of uh, Scotland. Scotland, yes, from BBC.com. It's ReputableBBC.com. What's this? ReputableBBC.com. <laughs> Unless they're reporting on their own government, in which case they're not reputable. Well, this is, not, this is their own government. So what is the named person scheme? They don't mind using the term scheme over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, here it always has a nefarious sound to it, but uh, over there they don't. The Scottish government wants to appoint a named person to monitor the welfare of every child in Scotland. The scheme was due to have been rolled out across Scotland by middle of 2016, but that timetable was delayed after the Supreme Court ruled that some of the proposals around information sharing breached the right to privacy and a family life under the European Convention on Human Rights. The Scottish government has vowed to amend the legislation and hopes to have it introduced by August of this year. 
opponents of the scheme have been attempting to uh, have it quashed by law courts. The, the law courts. Okay. Arguing that the legislation amounts to a big brother scheme that will undermine parents, breach privacy, and divert resources away from children who are genuinely vulnerable. Seems many, reasonable. What's this? Seems reasonable. Seems reasonable. But many children's charities say named person will help ensure more cases of child abuse and neglect are uncovered and dealt with. So what is the name and found, like just discovered, created out of whole cloth, I'm sure, because child abuse is in the eye of the person who is determining what abuse is, right? So, uh, or in the ear or whatever. If it, you know, one I think person, there's some common ground on a, uh, uh, on a good portion of it. I consider right. spanking to be child abuse, but other people don't. That is true. But on the extreme edges, as a society, I guess, you know, there might be someone out there who thinks it's okay, you know, not just to spank, but to lash. Like to, it's to, a, to, like to hit a child with a closed fist to, or something like and that. And to bruise or mark. But I think mm-hmm. generally, the general consensus is that those extreme cases beyond spanking are, right. are abusive. I think that the people that most people will call uh, child abuse the same thing. But there are some people who will call other things child abuse that are yeah. different. Right. Teaching them different religion. politics religion or yeah. whatever um you know the whatever the opinion is it's sure. there for instance one time my son was and i were riding back from uh, florida to new hampshire uh, we had dropped the boat off picked up the car and it'd been a long uh car ride and i told him get out run around okay yep get around run around make some noise because we were stopped dropping off a friend, and I just told him, go make some noise. This is a small neighborhood, and he's going, ah, running around, <laughs> uh, just running around the street, doing just doing exactly what I set, told him to do, because he needed to get the energy out. Sure. A woman comes out of her house, breathless, Try. are, are you okay? Like, he runs to me from her. Because, because stranger danger? Right. She, well, I... Maybe. He knows what a lunatic looks like. <laughs> <laughs> and the lady comes. The lady, she's like, oh, I scared him. I scared him. Well, yeah, that's yeah, just nuts. Did. And she was, uh, you know, she now let me apologize. Because she realized it was just a kid running around and making some noise. Because kids run around and make that's noise. Yeah. And she was realized that she was. school hours, though? Was he truant in her eyes? I have no clue. Uh, what time of day? You know, okay. I, I couldn't even tell you. It's been so long. I, I don't mm. know. It's been a couple of years. Uh, but, you know, that lady there, I'll bet her determination of what child abuse is and isn't is Very not something I want put on my family's life. Sure. And I don't particularly want any officious gover- government bureaucrat determining what it is. Like, maybe my kid's vaccination schedule mm. is... Or lack thereof. Or lack thereof is child abuse as far as they're concerned maybe whatever i'm teaching him based on uh you know of religion is child abuse by that person's standard i don't know the fact that uh you know maybe i move him up into the front seat of the car by eight or nine or ten or eleven years old i don't know what age Hmm. but if you let your kid ride in the front seat is that child abuse when my not allowed to do that till a certain time in in some that's correct in a certain weight See, that's a generational both. thing, too, man, because I used to ride, as a kid, I used to ride in the back of a pickup truck. Right? Oh, yeah, <laughs> the good old days. The good old days. I remember riding in a friend's. We loved this thing. It had a fold-out seat in the back of the the, the, yeah. the faux wood station wagon, nice. blind fo- station wagon. It had this fold-out seat that we'd, we'd fight over who got to sit in that death trap. Right. <laughs> <laughs> loved it. Going that was on the here. most fun. It was. The Scottish government uh, wants Scotland to be the best place in the world for children to grow up. 
or escape. It has, has said that most children and young people get all the help and support they need from their parents, wider family and community, but sometimes they might need a bit of extra support. From as part bureaucrats. of this, yes, as part of, as part of this getting it right for every child strategy that's in capital letters, so it's a it's a it's an name acronym of an organism uh, mm-hmm. organization. You just threw me off. There. <laughs> yes, it's an acronym. Grick. Uh, the acronym, not an acronym. An ac- it's an acronym. Right. Grick. The government proposed getting all children and young people from birth to eighteen years access to a named person under the Children and Young People Scotland Act of twenty fourteen. The law has been. I still want to know what a named person is. It it's the person like, that they named. It's like it's a specific person. It's uh-huh. an individual responsible for this I oversight. See. I see. The law has been due to come into force across the country, um, uh, you know, several times. The Scottish government says that the named person is intended to be a single point of contact if a child or parents want information or advice, or if they want to talk about worries and seek support. They would also be a point for contact for other services if they have any concerns about a child's well-being. So they're basically. A guardian ad litem that is appointed at birth all the way through. And if at any point this named person, who it could be a midwife, health visitor, head teacher, deputy head teacher, guidance teacher, uh, depending on the age of the child. So by the sounds of it, it sounds like the kid will move through, graduate to different types of named people. And likely these people will have several kids under their purview at any given time this is bureaucracy oh yeah absolutely it's a job scary. creation Very other scary. organizations such as uh, independent or grant-aided schools and the scottish prison services for young people held in custody will also have a legal requirement to make a named person available to the children and young people in their care the Scottish government says that children and families are likely to see little difference with the legislation merely formalizing the role that these professionals already have. See, it's already happening. What's it's, the big deal? We've already stepped this far into your life. We're just making it official now. Right. No yeah. So, I'm sure my my kid won't have any problem with a you know a specific guardian ad litem just popping in and checking uh, things bring out. Bring candy. Everything will be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Everything will be so great. It's like a big brother's big sister's organization. Yeah, but, sure. Take yeah. a bowling and <laughs> right, all kinds right. of fun with everybody. First, we're going to go bowling and then we're never going back to your parents' house. <laughs> So you mentioned 2014 in the article. Is Has this gone through or is it still recent as of 2019? It keeps getting bumped back. Okay. So it could be coming out this year in August. All right. Okay. We got weed on the way. We got the, the story that we promised last night about California and Massachusetts. Uh, they have screwed up legalization because the black market is still running strong with cannabis there. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and it's the live Sunday edition of the program. You can dial in here toll-free. Take control of the airwaves if you want. Our number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Any pay makes it super easy to accept cryptocurrency at your point of sale, as long as your tablet's charged. That's what I ran into this afternoon at uh, one of the local places. Somebody had forgotten to charge the tablet. But as long as you've got a, a working tablet... It's going to work super easy to accept crypto like Bitcoin, Dash, Zcash, Bitcoin Cash, and others. I think they're even taking Ripple now uh, through AnyPay. So get on over to easy. 
their brand new website, helpmetakebitcoin.com. They'll walk you through it. There's an iOS app. There's an Android app. So you load that app on your uh, device that you have at your register. Go through the steps there at helpmetakebitcoin.com. That's one of the steps, by the way. There's only like four of them. It's not very. It's not a long process to get started accepting cryptocurrency. We're talking about a matter of minutes, like probably 15 of them. And, uh, and that presumes you don't even already have a Bitcoin wallet or a crypto wallet of some sort, like Edge Wallet, on your smart device already. Because if you've already got that, you're almost halfway done. Go to helpmetakebitcoin.com as we continue. Ian Ritchie and Mark in the studio here tonight. I mentioned this story. I've actually had it in my show prep for a little while. Because it's kind of, you know, even though it's somewhat timely, it's still something that is uh, going to last as far as its uh, topicliness. Is that a word? Three people from California, this is from bostonglobe.com, three people from California at Logan Airport, their suitcases stuffed with 150 pounds of pot, 20 marijuana bags delivered to a Dorchester office, and three houses in Braintree, Quincy, and Westford, empty, save for dozens of cannabis plants. You think that they really call it Dorchester? Dorchester. I have no idea. <laughs> Dorster? I mean, they, they, well, they screw up every other word. And, and, yeah. <laughs> it's all you furners moving in is what it is. So much for putting the drug dealers out of business. More than two years after Massachusetts voters legalized marijuana, the illegal market remains stubbornly robust. Some 75% of the pot sold in the state this year, this was written a couple months ago, will be under the table. The major impediment has been the achingly slow rollout of licensed pot shops and the current rate or at the current rate, it could take another three years or more before enough stores are open to make an appreciable dent in the black market. Quote, they've made it so inconvenient, said Jennifer Dudley, talking about buying legal pot. Sure. If you were going, if 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 you had to buy your alcohol and you had to drive several counties away to do it and buy in quantity and bring it back to your house and keep in and consume it only there it's likely you'd want some moonshiner to just deliver it to you i don't think this is the only state that's having that problem no mark's got a story about california California too yeah in fact they even have a chart uh breaking down the percentages by state as far as how many people are buying in the black market i'm the ones that are telling the truth sure you know on these surveys as more states legalize marijuana, uh, oh, excuse me, she says a further quote from Jennifer, the 31-year-old cannabis consumer from Reading, uh, Massachusetts. Reading? Okay. Uh, the few stores that are open, quote, in the middle of nowhere, she says, the line was so crazy, I didn't even bother going in. I kept the black market alive instead, she says. As more states legalize it, they're finding mixed success shrinking the criminal trade. By some estimates, 80% of pot sales in California are done in the shadows, a year after going fully legal. States that have had a recreational marijuana. California has basically been legal for like 30 years now. Uh, 20. 20, 25? The middle of of, uh, the 90s, right? 96 was when they passed uh, Proposition 215. So all you have to do is say... You know, my back hurts or I get headaches or whatever variety of things. I mean, they got like chiropractors. Everybody can give this stuff out. It's, <laughs> not, it's not difficult to get your marijuana card. And you're telling me that 80% That's of people still getting it illegally? I'm just surprised. So, so here's the thing about California because Must although be no enforcement, al- although I don't use those substances, um, on our way here to New Hampshire, we did stop off at a dispensary in California, mm-hmm. uh, myself and my wife, because her friend said, You've got to check this place out. It's like the Apple Store. 
And she was kind of right. I peeked, I peered in through the window and they don't have any product out. Mm. They just have tablets that, you know, show you what the product is and then they help you like one-on-one. And then they retrieve it from storage or whatever. Correct. But the reason I didn't go in is because upon entering, you have to ID yourself. That's right. And then they put you into the system. Ah, And I went, I don't use this stuff. I don't want to be in the system. Right. You go have fun. You go check it out. You can go in whatever system you want. So what did your wife think of the place? She bought stuff, mm-hmm. so she thought it was really cool that how how easy it was to get it once you went in there. Once you um, give up all your information, it's yeah. easy right, to get. right. Which which you know at first she's like, well, she was just going to look. So who cares if they have the information? She wasn't going to buy anything, so she wasn't going to be you know put onto the, like the customer list. Or sure, anything that's like how these that. things work, <laughs> right? But she did purchase. So upon walking out, she is now like in the California system somewhere. Um, as a as a purchaser of, of cannabis products. Well, I don't know if they report that to the state directly, but certainly a state agent could come and inspect their files. Absolutely. I imagine at some point. I'm not sure what the exact rules are there. Let's go to Rodney calling us in Texas, watching on Twitch. Go ahead, Rodney. Yeah, I want to talk about uh, Mark was uh, the Aria Uncensored. Uh, I do yeah. like the show, and uh, I don't think there's any right answer on how uh, Mark was... Uh, you know, explaining uh, when does a man come a woman or when does a woman come a man. Um, now, this, this might be a controversial uh, idea that I my, my, now I might be wrong, but what, what I, 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 uh, if a man can turn into a woman, and I'll call her she or whatnot, but I think it's official when they had the operation. You're saying uh, you're think, saying Arya would yeah. not be a woman until she cut her junk off. I think she. I, I. That's why I think she can be uh, topless on the show, yeah. and you guys shouldn't get banned. I think it's a. You know? It's a high yeah. level of commi- It shows a high level of commitment, doesn't it? But how oh, would yeah. Twitch know? If you did the opera. But how, how? Hold on. How oh. would Twitch know? Because you know, Twitch doesn't know what's down there, and they can't require somebody to show to prove one way or the other. So all they can say is this person is presenting as a woman. She's got you know long hair. She's dyed yeah. her hair. She's wearing eye makeup like a woman would. Uh, she's would calling wear. herself she. She's calling herself she. I sure. think that would be the difference between uh, Twitch policy and the legal definition of whatever. And what if you had a man, a fat man, or fat mans with big breasts, with nipples, yeah, what moves, if you had him on as they are referred without to without a shirt on. Yeah. What would they say about that? And say he had long They'd hair. They say what everybody else uh, says. Yuck. <laughs> Put your shirt on, uh, Tubby. Uh, I love you guys. I love the show. <laughs> Thanks, Rodney. I appreciate the call tonight. Thanks for watching us there on Twitch while we're still there. I want to make one distinction. <laughs> As well, I don't know if we're going to make it through the week. Brief Twitch. <laughs> Why is that? Because I, I don't know what's going to happen on Tuesday night. Go ahead. So, at, I don't know when this changed, like in the in the general culture. But at one point, there was like a a there were different words and distinctions between uh, crossdressers, transvestites, and transsexuals, right? And then somehow, I still don't know the difference. Oh, okay. Well. One, uh, a few of them are considered insults uh, to people who really believe, uh, you know, really call themselves transsexuals. Or trans, I think, is the new term. You don't even use transsexual anymore. Well, trans could be short for transgender or transsexual, and there's a difference between them. I'm just not sure what it is. Because I asked Aria once, and she said she would prefer to go by transsexual. So apparently, there's a difference between those. See, and I wouldn't have, and prior to the the LGBT movement. Right, I would not have considered her to be a transsexual because she has not made the full transition. Right, which may be why she's a transsexual instead of transgender. Well, no, which is so I would say she would be because she's presenting as a different sex, which but. would be a transvestite. 
as far as my oh, old definition. I think that would be. In, in, I think that's insulting too. It uh, may be insulting, yeah. <laughs> but it used to be a distinction, right? It was. It well, was. I had I know the surgery. She like the it used to be that you were. You would call somebody who uh, is of Mexican descent, born in the United States, a Chicano. But I hear you don't do that anymore. It used to be acceptable really? to call somebody who's half black and half white a mulatto. That's not. But I hear you don't either. do that anymore. <laughs> I've heard you use that before. <laughs> that's not. A, that's a. That's an offensive word, mulatto. Yeah, I'm afraid right. so. I understand. Well, it that used it's to now be somebody offensive. who was from Asia, you called Oriental, but you don't do that anymore. <laughs> or ornamentals, as my cousin used to say, <laughs> even funnier. Um, I, I get, you guys can is, fool around like that in Hawaii. Yeah, not so much on the West Coast of the United States. <laughs> I guess my point is that uh, I think a lot of the a lot of the waters have been muddied mm-hmm. um, because there's no distinction. You're like what what does it mean to be trans? Have you had the surgery? Have you not had the surgery? Do you mm-hmm. plan on having the surgery? Do you just like using the dress? Do you you know do you mentally emotionally feel like you know the opposite sex? And offensive or not, you know those those terms used to have more meaning than they do now. This would be an interesting discussion uh, for Aria to have on her uh, her next appearance. Um, so we'll leave that to that time. We'll continue with your calls and thoughts. 855-450-FREE. That's our toll-free number. Whether you want to weigh in on trans issues, which we aren't really well-equipped uh, to discuss. We're not well-equipped to talk sports either, but people call in about it. <laughs> True. Well, we don't. it doesn't usually last for very long when, no. when they do. Uh, this eight, won't last very long either. Yeah, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. More about the black market continuing to dominate. of marijuana sales, according to this study, in Massachusetts are on the black market still more than two years after legalization. It's Free Talk Live. This is Michael Dean from the Freedom Fiends. I've run websites since 1996 and have used over a dozen web hosts in that time. Agoristhosting.com is the only one that hasn't broken my heart. Agorist Hosting's uptime and service is stellar. And their DDoS mitigation is the best I've seen. That's important because if you tell the truth in this world, you'll ruffle feathers. And some people will try dirty tricks to silence your voice. No matter what the haters hit us with, Agorist Hosting keeps our websites online. If you have a mission-critical commercial presence or a world-changing activism site, you cannot tolerate any skullduggery. So go with agoristhosting.com. Have a WordPress or blog site, but you're not satisfied with performance or uptime? Or just want raw hosting? Want to pay with Bitcoin? Agris Hosting specializes in high-performance hosting with personalized service. Go to agrishosting.com and click on the button that says Get Hosted. That's agrishosting.com. Free Talk Live. We're launching into the third hour here. It is the live Sunday edition of the program. As always, you're invited. If you want to join us, our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. With you tonight, it's Ian. Richie Rich. And Mark. 855-450-3733. We've got the Discord on-air call-in line rooms as well. They're open for you over at discord.lrn.fm. In fact, that's where we're going to go to next. But coming up, if you're just tuning in, we have been talking about the illegal marketplace the black market in cannabis sales and how dramatic in some states like massachusetts and california the the black market the dramatic hold the black market still has on pot sales even though it's legal and even though somebody can just go into a store and buy it 
Uh, they're still going through the black market. We'll uh, d- dig in a little bit deeper into that coming up here. Keeps you out of the database and your name off the list. There's that. And you probably get better service if you have a delivery person or something like that. Let's go to uh, Penguin calling us from the free market on our Discord server. Go ahead, Penguin. Hey, guys. Um, last time I called, I, I originally was wanted to call about this subject. I think it was like the first day that you had been suspended from Twitch. And then I eventually yeah. did call, and it was about a different topic. So I kind of had didn't call to like the last segment. Um, but since it got brought up again, um, I just kind of wanted to share my opinions on it. Um, I mean, most of these platforms will have a definition based around like female presenting nipples. Um, they don't. It's not on Twitch. Not on Twitch, apparently. But um, the way Twitch is, is wording it, I think my interpretation of it is that they're trying to give a little bit more leeway instead of having a, a very strict uh, rule. And, I mean, to, to some Doesn't extent, you know, I, so I, I would see why a platform that wants to be like an entertainment platform for people to do live streaming would want to not have full-on nudity in their streams because there's a sure. lot of websites for that. Right. It was certainly there's plenty up. of streaming porn websites out there. If you want to do a streaming porn website, do it. And Aria did suggest that we should do it on Pornhub. And the they would welcome you, <laughs> right? Well, there's a, there's one guy who does uh, just does sort of regular streams on Pornhub, and he has a lot a lot of followers. Wow! I was talking about guy. moving all the the ammunition uh, videos and and gun videos from YouTube to Pornhub. Right? YouTube started the band. Yeah, we that. talked about that when yeah. it happened. I think a channel that I like um, I support on Patreon actually uh, started putting some of their videos on Pornhub just as like a experiment, and it became like a trend. Yeah, I guess they were one of the first to do it. But yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think there's good market reasons why they want to ha- why they don't want to be super strict about this because they don't want to be known as being super strict cops about their rules. But at the same time, they would probably not because if you opened it up to um, nudity, obviously you'd get a lot of pushback from you know people not wanting children. Well, well, it's clear that hold on, it's clear in their one of the things that is clear in their policy is that nudity is not allowed. But can, they don't cons- define yeah. nudity. What constitutes nudity? It depends on who you ask, which what states, be- regulations we're talking about here. In New Hampshire, as I understand it, nudity has to do with the display, public display of genitalia. Okay. In which case, breasts are not genitalia, so therefore that doesn't qualify as nudity. What, was Arya being lewd? Was she No, like, she know, wasn't like rubbing on herself or... or anything like that, no. She was just... that another part of the definition? Let me read it for you here. Here's from uh, Twitch's community guidelines for listeners just tuning in. We're talking about our uh, temporary ban from Twitch that has expired as of tonight. We're back Sweet. now at twitch.lrn.fm. But here's the uh, nudity and attire section of their community guidelines. Quote, Streaming is a public activity. Therefore, we recommend creators wear attire that is appropriate public attire for a given context, intent, or activity. That's the nebulous part, right? Yep. Uh, for well, certainly wasn't her intent to um, be controversial and probably get banned. But it's called it Aria intent, Uncensored. I mean, right. And here is Ian breathlessly trying to determine what is censorable about the uh, you know program called Uncensored. For game streams, most at-home streams, and profile channel imagery, we recommend attire appropriate for public settings, such as what you would wear on a public street or to a mall or restaurant. Well, now those are two different things, right? Yeah. Like, if I'm on a public street, I can be topless. If I'm in a mall or a restaurant, 
odds are they have a shirt rule that would be required on me. And that would be a property rights thing with the mall earner versus the public street. Right. For example, for a fitness stream or an IRL stream from a location such as a public beach, attire appropriate to those public contexts is recommended, such as workout clothes or a swimsuit respectively, which of course suggests that men would be allowed to be topless at a public beach. Yeah, Speedos. Uh, she did a beach backdrop instead of the, the LRN. Get <laughs> a green banner. screen with a with a and beach then in the back. Do some like squats or something. So it's like you're outside you're outside working out topless. As noted in the section above, attire is just one factor of many that we consider when evaluating reports for potential sexual conduct. Finally, they say attire intended to be sexually suggestive and nudity are prohibited. So nudity prohibited. Clear, right? Uh, Attire intended to be sexually suggestive. So wearing like sexy lingerie or something like that would probably qualify as that. Your nipple Uh, pasties might be caught up in that too then. Good point. Attire or lack of attire intended to be sexually suggestive includes undergarments, intimate apparel, or exposing slash focusing on male or female genitals, buttocks, or nipples. So that's the end. That's the uh, that's the. Do you think you could slide by that video of the guy who uh, about Halloween time carved the pumpkin here on local access and then sort of talked lovingly to oh, a whole <laughs> the pumpkin a slit he had a slit carved he had a in slit the car- carved the pumpkin and he started rubbing that rubbing part of the pumpkin, <laughs> the pumpkin while saying fairly lewd sounding you're things but bad without, squash yeah without crossing you're a the line naughty naughty fruit yeah <laughs> reminds me of american pie it's like warm apple pie. It's like a nicely carved And that caused pumpkin. some controversy. Uh, oh, yes, at the it local did. It's pretty clear what station. that guy was trying to do, but he never crossed a line. No. <laughs> because I wish I could find that video today. God, man. it was I good. I wish I could find it. Anyway. Don't worry. Somebody, one of our well, audience uh, members will make a video like that for you. Yeah, but it won't be the same. Anyway, go ahead. Anything else you got, uh, Free Market Penguin? Well, I guess we'll um, see what happens on on Tuesday. But you yeah, know, well, I, mean, I don't know what she's going to do. I, I know she's she was talking about just not even streaming on Twitch. Um, but I think that uh, you know the idea. What does D Live say? Uh, D Live does not allow nudity. Their policy is more clear than uh, than Twitch. They don't have this sort of nebulous. Well, it depends. Would she on have where violated D Live's policy? I don't think so. But then again, they don't define nudity either. Okay, so someone has to report it. If somebody does have to report, that's true. But I would presume the same people reporting on Twitch may have also reported us on DLive, but I don't know. We don't know who, who sends the reports. Um, then the, then again, uh, or actually in addition, we've got this Tata Top thing uh, that you had brought up. We didn't know what it was called until tonight. but uh, That's even better than what I was talking about because I was talking about like hairy male nipples oh, on a, on, on a, a photograph of hairy male nipples on a bikini, a bikini top. top. Right. I went and looked for nipple bikini top or whatever, and Even then I found the tatatop.com where there's airbrushed, but they look pretty good from a distance, you know, airbrushed from, yep, from nipples. Yep, from here I couldn't tell. So they're not actual photographs yeah, I mean, it's on a bikini pretty, top. pretty clear what they are. It's brilliant. I think it's hilarious. And so I have, I have suggested this to Aria. I said, well, what do you think about this? 
And if so, I am willing to buy this $34. <laughs> Would you get the darker bikini. one because it's on sale for her? Just to... Get her the black color uh, <laughs> nipples. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. Whatever all she I wanted, would want. All I wanted to do was be on the radio, Richie Rich. I, mean, like, <laughs> I don't know how this ever happened to me. I, I, I just wanted to talk to libertarians what, about how to make a better world. have to be cheaper? I don't know. It just happens sale. to be. Yeah, have more. Supply and demand is the answer. Isn't that a bit, a bit racialist? Sorry. Uh, take it up with Top Top Top. It just, it's on sale. And well, that, does we that mean they're that. racialist against the white people because they're giving a better deal to uh, the black ladies? It's it's whatever is uh, convenient for the person who wants to talk about it. I think it's probably they just have too many in inventory and they want to move them. That would be, that would be my guess. Hey, uh, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it. That's Penguin there on our Discord server over at discord.lrn.fm. And yes, you can sound that good, too. All you have to do is have the Discord app on your device of preference, if, whether that's your smartphone or laptop or whatever it is. Uh, as long as you get a microphone and probably something with which you can listen, like headphones, that would be helpful. So, discord.lrn.fm, you can join us there. Whether you want to talk about transsexuals on Twitch or... We Transylvania. Can, we can continue with uh, the Massachusetts and California status of uh, who's buying what as far as marijuana in the black market versus the legal marketplace and why. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. You're invited here if you want to join us. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. We're going to look uh, further at what's going on in Massachusetts and California with people still buying their marijuana in the black market because, well, we'll figure that out. Uh, coming up here with you tonight, it's Ian. Richie Rich. And Mark. And also want to make sure you know about Liberty.menu. If you are an individual who rejects the initiation of force, and agrees to abide by the ethics of the non-aggression principle, then get on over to liberty.menu and put the thing or things that you do up on the site for other people to find out about. Like, you know, an event that you might be organizing or helping to promote, or the digital content that you create, or perhaps a business that you have that you'd like some more business at. Get on over to liberty.menu. You can use code FTL. That'll get you a free uh, free badge on your profile. We can't give you a discount because it's free to post the things that you do over at liberty.menu. If you want some extra exposure, possibly some new customers, it's possible. you got to let people know, though. And liberty.menu will help you let other liberty-minded folks know that you exist. People asked us for this for years. Uh, yes. It's a, a location where they could go and find other libertarians with which to do business. And now you've got it. Liberty.menu. Yes. Yeah, and it works well, and it looks good, and it's easy to use and free. Liberty.menu. As we continue, David is in New Mexico. He's listening via the TuneIn app. Go ahead, David. Uh, yeah, that home visiting thing. But uh, So you should be able to go on uh, on the air on Twitch uh, naked with a tire around you, wearing a tire. <laughs> Why if do I do, like if his If you're doing jokes. an auto parts Why show, Why do I like maybe? his jokes? <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say that Mark always laughs at the same jokes. We got the same warped sense of humor. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> okay. Was that all you had? Um, was this a joke or were you that's calling good. something else? No, that's, that's, why I said, uh, that's why I said home visiting before I said the joke. Ah, okay. The, um, the, the, a couple different things. First of all, um, the, the way I see it is, uh, and it, help, it helps to understand what they're doing, trying to do to you. If you look at it, that it's it's not you know stop applying rationality to you know they're doing this to protect children from abuse and abuse is defined as it, 
that's all a smokescreen. They're, they're not doing it to protect children. And just like they're, they use everything, you know, whatever subject you're on, whether it's currency, banking, uh, education, financial aid, uh, uh, hawk lights, whatever, the, the, everything that they do is not to protect you. It's to gain control. So if you look at it through that lens, everything makes makes more sense. Yeah. Sure does. And uh, yeah. And, I think everybody you know, in the studio would agree with that. We, we, we do our best to see through that smokescreen. Yeah, humans right. like having control over other humans, and the humans that get into uh, you know situations of control, positions of power, are more likely to want to exert power over other other people. And uh, you know, the higher they go up, the the more twisted they get. And they push the right. boundaries, and, right? How much more control Mark, can we ex- extort from people? Yeah. Yep. And Mark had Mark had mentioned uh, the Guardian ad litems. They're also you should do a search. Uh, for CASA for Children, C-A-S-A, Court Appointed Special Advocate, which is a program that has been used for a, a long time in the United States. And what it is is just any idiot can apply to, to be certified as a CASA. You, you, you don't need any qualifications whatsoever, a high school diploma, and they'll give you like 40 hours of training, and then you can go into the courtroom and protect children. So you'll, the, these CASAs will be in a courtroom in a hearing, you know, whether it's abuse and neglect where the state brought the case against a, negligent or a neglectful or abusive parent, or even if, you, if the state is not, did not bring any case and it's a mother and a father in a, in a private uh, divorce with, with children, with custody issues, the court can appoint a guardian ad litem, which is usually a lawyer, not always, um, and or a CASA. And, and so that these people are assigned by court order by the judge to be up your rear end and come into court and get into all your business and, and go and, and interview uh, doctors, lawyers, therapists. Well, busybodies cool. would love look this job. Well, I was, yeah, was going to go the other way. Look. I'd say that's a good job for like a libertarian infiltration. Right, because then you can occupy yeah, the They're going to require you to do certain things you're not going to want to do. The last thing I we'll want to do is get in between two parents who are arguing about their kids. I mean, God. I don't think you have to get in between them. I'm saying, you know, you, you can protect them from the state by being the intermediary. Half, been... half the kids in this, uh, in this country need to be protected from one of, one of two of their parents. Okay. Yeah. So, you, you, yeah, you, you could protect the children from the state. However, do you think that ever in reality, those aren't the, the people that have that mindset are not volunteering to be a no. CASA and go into court. It's I, the people that yeah, are I agree lying. With Richie, but... Yeah. And then uh, if you if you were a libertarian type, you would likely to be uh, disqualified for some reason because you're not going to follow the orders of the state. And, right. and the uh, Well, that's why I said infiltration. <laughs> Yeah, you'd like have to you'd have to pretend that. like you uh, are very obedient, likely to get the job to right? get the job, yeah. and then once right. you have the job, then you can you know. Well, I think I'm safe yeah. as a convicted felon. I think okay. I'm I'm good. Hey, I'm not applying David, for it either. Thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. Toll free number here eight fifty five four fifty free like freedom. If you want to join us here, so we were talking about the story from the Boston Globe, and Mark, you've got a similar one from California, right? Um, about how now two years after. Massachusetts at a ballot initiative in 2016. Voters passed uh, with a good margin, I think, the legaliza- legalization of cannabis. A couple of, at least a couple stores have opened. I don't know. I know as of November there were two stores. I don't. I haven't looked to see if there have been some more that have opened since then. But uh, regardless, people in Massachusetts, nearly 90. How do you know there were two them. stores in November? Because I went to one of them. <laughs> we talked about it on the air oh, at I know. that time. Uh, as more states legalize marijuana, 
says the story. They're finding mixed success in shrinking the criminal trade. By some estimates, 80% of pot sales in California are done in the shadows a year after going fully legal. States that have had uh, regulated recreational market opening longer or operating longer, Colorado, Washington, and Oregon, have been more successful in getting cannabis consumers to buy legal. So looking at the charts here, uh, Colorado, 33% are buying on the black market. Colorado, oh wait, no, that was, I'm sorry, yeah, 2018, 33%. Oregon, 48%. Washington, 39%. California, 82%. And Massachusetts, nearly 90% buying in the black market. Massachusetts regulators say they've issued licenses as quickly as possible under the law, which requires applicants to first negotiate contracts with local governments, an often long, arduous process. Well, there's your problem right there. State officials say shrinking the illicit market is a top priority. It undermines tax revenues, hurts legitimate businesses, and supplies kids with marijuana. Because if we got it all into the legal market, then no children would ever get their hands on marijuana. I mean, that doesn't happen with alcohol. I think it's funny that they're saying hurts legitimate businesses. These are like newly created businesses. Some of them are. Some of them actually, in Massachusetts, the way they're doing the rollout, uh, is they're only allowing, initially, the medical facilities to do it. So the ones that were already in business are actually okay. the ones that are going to that have started doing recreational. After that, they've got a tiered system as I understand it okay. where minority owners of businesses will be given licenses sure. before other people. But it's, it's it's as if the black market just came along to steal businesses away from these legitimate businesses and <laughs> right. medical facilities. No, the black market's always <laughs> been there and they're just they're just still doing what they've always now, done. But now they're hurting legitimate businesses. Before, no one even paid attention to them and they were like just, you know, the criminal underbelly. And now they're actually impacting legitimate businesses. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. If you want to join us here, you can take control of the airwaves. More about the black market versus the legal regulated market. Uh, And there's an excellent speech that Rich Paul gave about regulations and why we don't need them at all on the cannabis business. And that video is up right now at freekeen.com. It's from the 420 that happened last weekend. I cranked that out today. So check that out, too, when you get a chance. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live has found that though U.S. financial institutions are prohibited from doing business with foreign gambling websites, it's not illegal for U.S.-based Internet users to gamble on those sites. People have been using VPNs or virtual private networks to connect to sites like games.bitcoin.com and play games with Bitcoin Cash. Games.bitcoin.com features poker, blackjack, roulette, craps, keno, slots, and dice. You can conduct your own investigation at games.bitcoin.com. It's Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want here. Live Sunday edition with you tonight. It's Ian. Richie Rich. And Mark. And don't forget, you can check out Richie on his own show, The Anarchist Experience. Anarchistexperience.com. Excellent. Uh, You did a show yesterday? Uh, Was it yesterday? Yeah, we did it last night. Uh, (laughs) What'd you guys cover? Do you remember? Yeah, my co-host forgot what day it was. Oh, nice. So when we normally do the show, he wasn't around. So I started doing it by myself, and then all of a sudden, like a, a notice popped up on Facebook that he was on. So, hey, dude, you want to you want to jump right on? in? The it came of the right show. in the middle of the show. Um, <laughs> so we did. Uh, is the state necessary? We kind of covered the Slavov Zizek versus Jordan Peterson debate a little bit. The, I'm not familiar who, with this. Uh, oh well, it might not be of interest to you, but he's he's a Marxist, and Jordan Slavov. What's his name? Slavov Zizek. Okay. 
he, he's hard to listen to, but huh. you know, he debated Jordan Peterson, which it was supposed to be a Marxism versus capitalism debate with some happiness mixed in. And it was, it was weird. So we talked about it. Cool. Uh, we both watched it. Um, it, you know, it can be interesting if that's your thing. Um, and yeah, and, uh, cutting off foreign aid altogether. A future, that was another topic. Yeah, Future Freedom Foundation article on that. Check him out at anarchistexperience.com. Dot com. All right, we continue here. Your calls and thoughts welcome. More on the black market continuing to dominate in a couple of legal cannabis states in uh, Massachusetts and California. Let's go first, though, to James in Michigan listening online. Go ahead, James. Yeah, I, uh, I'm on the local planning commission board, and we're discussing... Here in Michigan, as you know, they passed it, and they have until, I want to say, it's December 6th of this year, or the state does, to pass it, to make its rules. About? And meanwhile, on... on to uh, make a rule about what? Gonna just, about the legalization of marijuana that was on the ballot oh, last okay. November. Oh, okay, right. So yeah. that passed. Uh, Michigan, the first yep. Midwestern state to legalize cannabis. Um, but what you're saying yep. is they have yet to write the uh, the state regulations they have one year the legislation does to pass rules essentially okay for everything but here at a local level we're looking at zoning ordinances kind of ahead of the game to not be uh, caught off guard so uh, you gotta imagine i'm in this meeting of nine people one of them a former judge several others lawyers (laughs) i hope you're saying anyone should be able to buy it and anyone should be able to sell it from any location they can meet to do well, that transaction. Yeah, that's essentially my argument is I can walk into a pharmacy and buy opioids to anything else you could think of, and there's really no restriction on where they can do that. In fact, we have a Walgreens a block from a high school. you got to be careful. But then they'll limit it to just pharmacies. It's, well, that's, uh, I got a bad feeling further in this discussion that the state is going to come in with just a hammer and make it unreasonable because... We voted in as a ballot initiative, not a legislative initiative. So, you know, the legislation is going to be upset that the voters made a decision without their say. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The politicians hate that stuff. Uh, very, very rarely are they delighted by the notion that uh, people actually do attempt to rule themselves. The people deciding what's best for them? We must so show them why they need us. When they're running, right? <laughs> so how has it gone when you've proposed to abolish the entire planning board? You sh- you've done that, right? No, I have not. Oh, man. I hear you, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting Unfortunately, attack. guess what? The state legislates that every have to have township one. body has to have oh, nine-person boards that you can't fill. Wow. <laughs> you can't get people to do... Because you can't pay them. Because <laughs> it's god awful, thankless work that uh, just you know basically a lot of attracts busy bodies who want to control uh, other people. Oh, uh, yeah. Obviously, if you were to make that proposal, you'd probably lose eight to one uh, on that vote. But it would be interesting to have the discussion at the at the very least. But as you said, you can't even do it from the board level. It would have to be something they changed at the state level to abolish planning boards. Right. Good luck. So, if you uh, all submitted <laughs> resignation letters at the same time, they just have to find nine more somehow. James, thanks for sharing that. Anything else you want to throw out there? Well, basically, all I wanted to throw out there is on uh, what you're talking about, the black market. And that's the point I continuously make is I bring up 
other states, mainly California, how they overregulated it. Mm-hmm. And we have to be careful not to do the same thing. In other words, I'm trying to talk to these people in the, hey, the, if you put any regulation on this whatsoever, people are just going to do it anyway and ignore your regulation. Right. Because yeah. As they have been doing, because it's been (laughs) right. There's they seem so convinced that somehow they can, I don't know, control how people get marijuana. But here we are showing that ninety percent of people in states where marijuana is legal for recreational use are getting their their marijuana through illegal means. In Massachusetts, and the numbers were for 2018, and 2018 only had two months, or like like two months, basically, of legal marijuana sales. Fine, I'm willing so. to go out on a limb and say a, a majority, a large plurality of people in states where marijuana is recreationally available are getting their marijuana illegally yeah it's true for whatever you know you can't control this james the more you control it the more likely they are to get it illegally thanks for calling thanks for sharing your story tonight good luck on that planning board it sounds awful uh the toll-free number here is 855 thank you for your service 450 free that's do we even want to talk oh sorry go ahead no 855-450-3733 do we even want to talk about the second amendment angle to the marijuana legalization and what is that uh in some places once you get your license to to possess marijuana they say now you're no longer able to Right. own a firearm yeah oh. that's a federal thing right I, i'm not sure yeah i yeah. think that's a federal we're thing. getting the nod from the crowd right it's the uh the, well the, the feds are certainly the ones who don't want to take care of the guns away the most uh by the way i did look at a different story from boston globe about because i was curious it was uh two pot shops that were legal for recreational sales when it first started and that resulted in lines that were hours long weeks after they opened because uh, uh, will coley had gone down there a few weeks we went on opening day some of the folks from free talk live uh and i went on opening day just to kind of see what it was like and we waited three hours from when they first opened the doors in the the morning uh we were there an hour before that so it took us two hours to get in and we we're there for an hour then they opened the doors and then it took us two hours to actually get inside hey, the building good for the connected business and uh right and then uh he went a few weeks later and it was still a three-hour wait there was a, still a humongous line around the block uh waiting to get into this thing you know in the middle of the day on just sure. some random uh weekday but now according to recent article there are 15 stores that are currently open with more coming soon so there are definitely way more options now in massachusetts than there were uh in the first month or two Massachusetts regulators say they've issued their licenses as quickly as possible. Police want harsher punishments, but civil rights advocates say that would result in the same kind of racially biased enforcement that legalization aimed to end. Regardless, everyone agrees Massachusetts' illicit market isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, According to the story here, with just eight stores open, many in towns far from greater boston consumers say it's easier to buy from nearby dealers than drive an hour (laughs) wait in line and pay higher prices and ultimately that's why people are going to continue using the black market even if it is a short line even if you happen to be in the same town as one of these stores it's still gonna probably be cheaper on the black market because the black marketeers they're not they're not paying taxes yeah there's no regulatory burden on them so they don't have to deal with all that stuff. Therefore, they can pass on the savings uh, to their customers. And just wait for these legal shops to start advocating that no more licenses be given out. Oh, because no. they're, they're, There's too many of them, and they're losing business and profits. You're probably right. There probably will be some some of them that do that. Just give it time. Uh, Chris Lucchesi, who's 43, a surgical instrument sterilizer in Methuen, says, I'm not going out of my way. The prices are too high. What you see for prices is twice what you pay on the black market. 
And from what I saw down in Northampton, that's absolutely true. All overhead. Uh, yeah. It's uh, no surprise, economists say, that unlicensed sellers with regular customers would decline to become legal given the cost of complying with the many state regulations. Advocates say many people would love to get into the business, but they can't afford the lawyers, architects, and consultants needed to win a license. Further, I guarantee you, and Rich Paul pointed this out at the 420 uh, last week in Concord, that if you're a felon, especially one busted for marijuana sales or some other drug so-called crime with no victim... You ain't getting a license. Right. You're showing you're, qualifications. You're the most uniquely qualified. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> 855-450-FREE. That's our toll-free number. If you want to join us here, we're talking weed. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. The final segment of this live Sunday edition of the show. You can dial in here toll-free at 855-450-FREE, like freedom, 855-450-3733. We've got the Discord on-air call-in-line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. And in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Oops, sorry. Try that again. Richie Rich. Right. And Mark. Uh, so we're going back to your phone calls and thoughts. We've been talking about the... Interesting news that in states like California and Massachusetts, where there's significant regulations uh, that have been layered on top of the cannabis industry, that surprise, people would rather just go ahead and order from their longtime cannabis dealer, the one they've been ordering from forever. Because my point on this has certainly been on legalization is that there are very few people who aren't using cannabis today who want to in illegal places, right? So if it's illegal where you live, if you want to use cannabis, you probably are. There's maybe a very small portion of the population who was like, all right, finally, it's legal. Now I can try cannabis. Because most of us have had at some point friends or family members or neighbors offer us marijuana. There is usually somebody that you know in your life, as long as you're not like some sort of drug warrior freak that, you know, they're, they're, and they're just hiding it from you. But there's somebody that you know who's probably a regular cannabis user. If you wanted it, you could just talk to that person. And Maybe on the medical it. side, there's new people like the the kids suffering from seizures who take sure. the oils. Yeah, that's true. That I might still, be. I, I still, you know, no matter what they say about this stuff, like this just won't increase numbers or anything. I just feel like there's some people who will smoke or smoke more because now it's legal. There are there are some, but I don't think it's a significant number of them. Yeah. What we can say is that uh, alcohol sales go down, and DUI deaths go down. Really? Well, are those correlative? Be- in, uh, or uh, no, I guess they're not. Yeah, it's cor- yeah they are correlative. Yeah, right? it's, cor- it's correlation. We don't know it's yeah. causation at this point, but I'm going to go ahead so and say. You're saying ca- in Colorado, in Washington, we've had enough years to look at the numbers. Right, and they're seeing fewer uh, DUI deaths as it's been reported t- to me. I mean, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure there's people on the other side of this issue that are finding something. I'll bet you kids find candy or something made into marijuana and they have a, a kind of a weird night so you know <laughs> that's not positive <laughs> so you want to be the guy who dropped that on the ground we're going to get back to your calls but i thought this was an interesting quote to share from joanna varner 36 year old medical marijuana patient in weymouth massachusetts she wants to start a business selling cannabis infused tea cookies brownies and granola however she says quote it takes thousands of dollars just to even think about applying unfortunately that's not even talking about your business equipment at all so just the application process you know better hire an attorney yep she says it's nearly 
impossible. So that's why you need to hire an attorney, right? Because then they can walk you through the process. They make of, it nearly impossible for a reason. So who writes the laws? The attorneys do. Yeah. Attorneys write laws so that attorneys have jobs because attorneys find attorneys' work to be valuable. Everybody else calls them liars, not lawyers. Let's go to uh, Dodger in Michigan listening on the TuneIn app. Go ahead, Dodger. Uh, yeah, I, I, I just uh, kind of wanted to point out I had a... Uh, uh, my cousin is very good friends uh, with this guy, and it's a guy that I went to high school with. And uh, go figure, uh, he had the only dispensary in the county that uh, was, uh, you know, did the medical marijuana uh, once it became legal. And now that uh, recreational is legal in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is lobbying uh, the state Congress to essentially make it so that in order to get the uh, essentially everything, I mean, this guy is is invested uh, hundreds of of thousands of dollars into it. So wait, what is he lobbying uh, them to do? Sounds like he's trying to protect his uh, interests. To make sure that Everything that is sold recreationally um, goes through, like, these certain stipulations. So he wants more controls being put on—I mean, they're still writing the regulations. So he wants more regulations, more controls on the manufacturing process? For recreational uh, centers. Well, the the testing process after after everything is said and done— uh, in order to be able to sell it. Now, that this guy has pretty much had a sort of kind of monopoly in our county because mm-hmm. he's the only person in the county that so was he able thinks to sell. he should be listened to. He's got uh, political sway, and he wants to make it as yeah. difficult as possible for anyone to compete with him once they start opening uh-huh. up recreational. That figures. Uh-huh. These these bastards ought to go screw themselves because they are just awful. They're they're just That's how there. it is, right? They, they just you know he didn't get into business well, to make money for other people. He get it got in it for himself, right? But the you, the market opened up for you, dude. And you know to to advocate that everybody else should be kept out, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. It's a pretty normal well, human uh, thing to do. I that's, this I welcome is how the, the competition. This is how the Yankees are when they uh, come down to Florida, right? Um, every one of them comes down to live in our home state, Ian, where we were born. And they're like, well, now that we're here, let's figure out ways to keep the other Yankees from coming. Well, it just doesn't work well, that way. What, what pisses me off is that I went to high school with this dude. I mean, uh, yeah, he, he's... Uh, well, was he a jerk then, always, too? I'm not sure what that has to do with anything. Well... It's just like he's always been like this big, oh, uh, legalization of uh, cannabis advocate type of dude. Because uh, he wanted to be the first uh, in there. And, he, and then, then I find out that he is actually like lobbying our state Congress to essentially make it to where, yeah. It's frustrating. It, it, it really, Dodger, it thanks really for the call, man. Out. I appreciate you telling your story tonight. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. Yeah, I mean, t- sounds like he just wanted legalization only to the point where he was the one who was able to sell it, nobody else. Yeah, that's pretty much what he wanted. What a shame.
We continue here with, oh, wait, we had Gene, the Christian anarchist. He has disappeared. Anyway, uh, if you want to join us on our Discord server, you can do that over at discord.lrn.fm. Get on the air with us. Talk about what you want. McBride said regulators are sensitive to the costs of compliance. This is the Boston Globe article. I'll bet they are. I bet they're just sensitive as they could possibly be. The state commission may consider starting a fund to help applicants or adjusting rules to allow for small operators to split the startup costs. With whom? How how kind of them. Isn't that nice? She may consider starting the fund. That doesn't mean they're going to start a fund. That just means they might consider it. Right. And if they were going to start a fund, it doesn't mean when they would start the fund. Right. If enough of those smaller shops contributed to her campaign. Right. As soon as my uh, connected friends uh, manage to get their stuff up and running and established in the marketplace, that's when we're going to start considering considering (laughs) starting a fund so that people might share. We're going to begin commencing to start considering. God. Planning to plan. Yeah. Right. Uh, in the 10 states that have legalized marijuana, the fate of the illicit market has largely Freedom isn't going to happen in America, people. I'm sorry. No. It was lost a long time ago, if it ever existed. It has largely hinged on the heavy cannabis consumers, said Andrew Livingston, director of economics and research at Vincente Setterberg, a law firm that specializes in the cannabis industry. But they're keeping busy. They are unlikely to buy legal, he said, until licensed stores are competitive with dealers on price, quality, selection, and convenience. At least he understands. Daily and near-daily cannabis consumers account for, get this, 75% of the industry's spending, according to a 2016 study Mm. in Journal of Drug Issues. And those people, since they're spending every day, are super price sensitive. They want to get the best deal. Yeah. California's struggles today resulted from its long experience with medical marijuana, Livingston said, in which storefronts sprouted all over, selling inexpensive cannabis to anyone with an easily obtained doctor's note. Some of those dispensaries were regulated by local officials but not licensed by the state, said Livingston. Growers weren't licensed either. So when recreational pot became legal in California last year, dispensaries that wanted licenses suddenly had to source more expensive cannabis from licensed growers. So they made it even harder than it was under the medical scheme in California, which I didn't know that. I didn't realize they were they had unlicensed grow operations during medical. That's amazing. It's amazing how uncompetitive the legal market is in so many areas. Uh, let's Price see quality. What was the other one? The High taxes also added to the cost. The result, prices at licensed marijuana stores skyrocketed, while the many unlicensed shops continue to offer lower-priced pot. California and Oregon, where outdoor cultivation flourishes, have struggled with too much marijuana for their home markets. Prices fell dramatically in Oregon to an average of $5 per gram, sometimes as low as $100 an ounce, about a third of the current prices in Massachusetts. That's encouraged some Oregon growers to sell their crops in states where the drug is illegal and prices are much higher. Again, that's not legal to let the, uh, the marijuana go out the back door, so to speak, in these legal states, but it's a way to make extra money. You say you don't want to let it go to waste. It's an interesting article, and there's a lot more to it. I'm going to share that on our uh, social media. You can follow us on Mastodon at toot. L- uh, excuse me, toot.freetalklive.com. We've also got our Telegram channel over at telegram.freetalklive.com and Twitter. We're still there at twitter.freetalklive.com. I will post that here shortly, and we'll see you tomorrow night. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. 
Would you like to hang out with Penn Gillette? He's keynoting Freedom Fest this year. I, for one, am thrilled. Freedom Fest is the largest liberty-oriented gathering in the world. They take a Big Ten approach with libertarians, conservatives, liberals, anarchists, capitalists, and just open-minded people mingling together to hear real debates, share real solutions, and converse freely. This year's theme is the Wild West, a time of liberty and opportunity, or a time of anarchy and violence. Maybe both. Go to freedomfest.com FTL and get your tickets now. Freedomfest.com FTL. Not convinced yet? Hey, I understand. It's a high-end event. Even with coupon code FTL50. Sure, you're likely to receive investment advice that'll make that sum seem paltry, but I have something special for you. Go to freedomfest.com FTL and you'll get the five best speeches from last year for free. Call it a test drive. Do yourself a favor and go to freedomfest.com FTL. Freedomfest.com FTL. Use coupon code FTL50 for a discount.